Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, here we are, Boxhead. Season is over. The Sydney Roosters, minor premiers and premiers in 2018 in absolute dominant fashion last night over the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, that's uh, as dominant as a performance as I've seen from the Roosters in a long time. Probably, I guess, a few of those years where they won the minor premiership and then faded in a preliminary final. They were, they were probably dominant during club games, but that's as dominant as I've seen a side, probably since Melbourne have put some teams away in finals, uh, dominant as a, as a performance I've seen in a very long time. In a grand final, uh, it probably rivaled what Melbourne did last year to the Cowboys, but you need to consider the opposition. The Cowboys were without Thurston. Melbourne uh, obviously had lost Cronk, but they were second on the ladder all year, and they were the favourites heading into the match. So it was it was a... Uh, yeah, very, very dominant performance. Very Super impressive. Yeah, I'm not claiming any Nostradamus theories or anything here, but I did tip them and I had a bad feeling for Melbourne, not to the extent I just thought we wouldn't win. I didn't think we'd get blown off the park. But mm. the main point I kept harping on last week, and I'm not going to say it was super apparent, but was just defensively I thought they were better than everybody else in the comp. I know yeah. Melbourne were poor and they didn't throw up a whole lot, but you look at them throughout the final series. Week one against the Sharks, I think it was, you know, two tries and they, they denied them a couple of uh, tries just from super efforts and they held and they held and they held. And then you look at that Souths game. They didn't concede a try. They conceded two penalty goals. They had no Napa. They had a Buster Crock. They had no Latrell Mitchell. Then they go in the grand final against Melbourne and the only try they give away is off an intercept. Yeah. So defensively throughout the finals at the back end of the year when it really, really mattered. Well, defense wins comps, doesn't it? They built their whole year off it. We saw it during the year and individual moments got them home, but it all culminated perfectly last night. Yeah. They did exactly kind of what we spoke about in the preview. They got at both edges. Manu set up one of the tries. Tedesco was all over the field. Kiri owned that side, owned that result. And Latrell Mitchell gave Will Chambers an absolute like, bath. And his year just went from bad to worse after last night. He, he was made his daddy. That's went sure. from one of the premier centre, if not one for the last couple of years, to just he's lost his possibly origin spot moving forward. And now he's lost his kangaroo jersey and he had a terrible night. But... Uh, full credit to the Roosters. He's got to just dust him. He's a good footballer, Will Chambers. He, he looks like, uh, since Latrell really gave him a bath in those Origin games, he lost confidence. Yeah. I think he really needs to go away, clear his head. He's, he's a quality footballer. You don't become a bad footballer overnight. No. Uh, he, he just needs to go away. Maybe he has rested on his laurels a little bit. It only takes a little bit of resting on your laurels oh. and you slip a little. And oh, yeah. Latrell's an up-and-coming centre and... You know, he took it to him in, in well, now four matches. You'd probably give Chambers one. Like, if you gave him the origin in Queensland, it was probably a, it was probably a 10-10 round, that one. Well, so, Latrell got the better of him. I look at it this way. The majority of their contests this season. He's been great for Melbourne for a long time. He came and he went, and he's been there back since 2012 when they won the comp, but he's been a, a head figure. But last year, he was one of these guys for me that got his last contract, and it was a big deal. He almost went to the Roosters. Yeah. The Roosters one of the teams that tried to buy him. But I kind of get the feeling, and I hope it's not the case, that he got his big contract finally. It's a three-year deal. It's going to see him through to the end of his career. I hope he's not just resting on that and going to kick along. Because this year, no. he seemed very casual. There was some brain snaps. He was suspended multiple times. He was poor in origin. He was poor at club football. 
Um, I, I don't want to say that anyone owes the club something, but they've invested heavily in him at the back end of his career, and I don't think he really lived up to the price it's, tag. The funny thing for me is the only week I thought Melbourne were going to win the grand final this year was grand final week. Yeah, well. All year I thought, no, nah, they can't win it. They don't look good enough. And and then the Roosters, I sort of... I Like, Melbourne were horrendous. Like, we're going we're gonna to go through the game. Melbourne were diabolical. They couldn't get out of their own way in the first half. The Roosters did exactly what, you know, I sort of highlighted would be the... You know, would have, would have been my game plan going in would have been to keep the ball in play, uh, making sure that they weren't piggybacking the Melbourne Storm out of their own end. And they did that for the first 30 minutes and they led 18-0. For the last 10, they started to give away some dumb penalties and piggyback Melbourne out. And Melbourne had some opportunities to score, but the Roosters' defence was just too good. But, um, yeah, it's an in- interesting uh, perspective this year. I, they, they never really convinced me, but the Roosters saved their absolute best performance of the season for last and Melbourne saved their absolute worst for last. So well, like I, said, I thought I, the scoreboard really flattered Melbourne. I think I a lot of oh, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. A lot of people might have thought, you know, not bought into my thoughts, but I, I said it from the start that I didn't think they could win it. I thought if we lost week one, the storm that is, they'd be going bang, bang at yeah. the back door. I still wasn't confident, and that's why I tipped the Roosters the whole way through. I was the only one who tipped them again the week before against South. And- well, anyone that's saying that, they're, oh, you know, I told you the Roosters, I told you the Roosters, I sort of like, but you didn't see that. No one saw that coming. We all expected a great quality game. Yeah, it was look, close. We but, didn't expect. But have we seen the Roosters play that well this year? No way in the world we've seen. Oh, they'll them play patch that it all well. year, but I, I still wasn't convinced in Melbourne. And again, even as a fan, I, I would have loved to have been convinced, but I, I just didn't have a good feeling. And I honestly, um, again, I don't want to make it about me or Melbourne. I was stoked we made the grand final. I honestly, I think in my preseason preview, I had them fourth. And I thought our error, our time was kind of over. I thought if we made a preliminary final, that would be a huge achievement. The fact we made the grand final, um, you know, people... I had someone message me the other day and say, like, is it worse to make a grand final and lose? Well, I, I don't think so. Like, as a fan, if, you, if you're disappointed when your team makes the grand final, like, is it, is it hard to watch your team lose? Yes, but, like, if your team's successful and they play a good brand of football and you win a lot of games every year, you just got to be happy. Yeah. Um, and well, I, you know, that's the thing. I, like as a neutral, and that's you know, sort of go. Well, my team doesn't even make the final. Well, we're we're absolutely no chance, really. I look at my side and go, I, I don't know when the next time we're making the finals is. And even if we make the finals, no. we're absolutely no chance. So, so what can I complain about? I can't. You've yeah. got to be happy. You've got to ride the good times. And it's been a really, really good period for Melbourne. I just got to say one well, other. I thing. tweeted at Nathan Peets today because he put up, you know, it's the envy of all envy, and you know, the best thing in the game to win a comp. I said, well, let's win one. Do it. Yeah. Turn it around. So, mate, I'm, I've been a Stop Titans fan that. since 07 when they their inception, and we've looked like winning a comp once. 2010, we looked like we could win the comp. Yeah. Um, and we went out in the preliminary final to the Roosters, who went on to lose to the Dragons. But since then, they haven't fired a shot. And you're like, well, don't whinge about it. Don't complain about it. And I don't think it was. I don't think that was the, the point of the tweet. But for me, as a fan, you sort of go, come on, man. Yeah. And like get motivated and really rip in. To your point there again, I'm super proud of Melbourne. Like you hear all these people that eat, eat, eat their team without they it. They overachieved. Like, I came into this year devastated that we'd lost Harris and I, you know, McLean. They thought they were going to keep him and he left. And Cronk hurt a lot of people. And I, I thought that was a big hole. I probably had, you know, a bit more confidence in Croft than what we ended up getting on the field. But to get through this year losing those three players, we didn't really gain anybody. We unearthed some good kids and we overachieved. Um, I'm just super proud. They're the metal man. Roosters are the metal um, man yeah. off Terminator. Oh. They just fucking keep coming. 
Keep coming. The Roosters. Keep coming. Oh, sorry, Melbourne. I like the metal man. Well, look at that team. Like, What's his name, that dude? Off the Terminator? You, you, What's his name? Is the liquid guy, Man. Liquid Man. The Liquid Man. They're the Liquid Man. They just won't beat themselves. They're beatable. And that's what I'm getting at again with people like the fans. Hard, like, hard to kill. How could I be disappointed? Like Craig, Craig, Bellamy, Craig Bellamy is exceptional. And probably the sadder part for me, and it kind of hit me today, and I don't want to sound like a sad sap, but I'm devastated that Slater's career is over because there's not a lot of... Like, I, we both love rugby league. And I loved playing rugby league. I still miss playing rugby league. We do a bit of coaching now. We do this. I love rugby league. But there's only certain players that really have an effect on you. Mm. And I haven't taken it for granted, but it only kind of hit me after last night. And I saw a bit on the news earlier when he was sitting there unlacing his boots on his own on the bench that, like, he's not going to play another game. And it's been an absolute privilege to watch him play rugby league, first of all, but for my team. Like that—that's the best fullback of all time, yeah. and I don't care what well, anyone I, says. I supported out there. the Roosters, as you know. I supported yeah. the Roosters, and Freddie was that. The Freddie was that player yeah. for me, and he lost his last game in a grand final. Um, sim, well, it was a closer game than that one, but yeah, you know, and they did the same thing as Melbourne. They were three grand finals in three years, and yeah. won only one of them, and were the dominant side during that period. But yeah, you, I look back now, and I look at Freddie and go, "Man, like what yeah. a player you were!" You know, like, and um. Yeah, time flies by and so careers that, fly yeah. by. I can remember when Slater made his debut. I can remember watching it on the lounge at, oh, it must have been, geez, when mum and dad were still together. And it's, oh, it was, two, it was, oh, yeah, one, something like that. Maybe they weren't together. But yeah, it was it was back when I was a teenager yeah. and thinking, look at this kid. And he was at Shark Park, I'll never forget it. He just, I think Melbourne got down early and him and Smith played in that game. And yeah. Slater caught a, scored Crump a couple of bench. Um, couple of tries and then the whole story that week after he made his debut was he was he was a jockey and yeah. little fella Lightweight and, and he's Laurie Daly Laurie Daly sort of he was commentating with Warren Smith at that time and he was bought in the see you Slater and there was a few slogans he was just he burst onto the scene and well, the thing for Billy the credit that Billy's I can the biggest, made the big, himself think, he's got better every year but he, he got he is better this year than he was last year in my my uh, mind because he had to do more for a side that demanded and needed oh, more from him. He was huge. If we didn't have him, we would have got absolutely crushed. And last I think night, he's I think. retired at the absolute peak of his powers. He probably could go on oh. for another year or two. But you don't want to saw, see it. Though. You don't um, want to see it. Yeah, look at Thurston this year. I, I thought Thurston was good this year, but the team around him didn't help, and he was a step slower. And I think he he said himself. I saw an interview with Phil Gould. He said Thurston said in an interview with Phil Gould, "I was at the peak of my powers in 2015." Yeah. So what does that tell you? It tells you that should, yeah, should after that point, he well after that point he he went downhill. Well, he was still been, good. He might have slipped five percent, ten percent, but he but still wasn't at the peak. It, it was yeah. enough to see this year after the surgery that that was a massive blow and it took a big toll. Yeah. But I think more probably the point that you brought up then, <coughs> the, the attachment comes number one from your team, but probably the point in time or age. I was eleven or twelve years old, and it would have been easy for me to keep supporting the Roosters. I look and go, well, the, the Roosters won two comps since I stopped supporting them. Yeah, but. I'll stick with the side that I've, yeah. I've gone with. I'll I will never get off Melbourne unless somehow you know the club absolutely capitulates and because you, you support know. the club, not a player. I, I was a I love, Freddie Fittler fan. Yeah, oh, I love the players, but I love the club. I love Craig Bellamy. I love everything Melbourne Storm are about. Yeah. I don't care about this tall poppy syndrome and all the people. And again, if you're one of these dickheads that's cut down Billy Slater and Cameron Smith and all this kind of stuff, tell me the bad things they've done off the field. There's a lot of grubs in the game or people that get plenty of support or have done wrongdoing. Like other than being. Probably, you know, you, you question some things they do on the field and people push the boundaries on a rugby league field, but the people they are, what they've contributed to the game, what they do off the field, their, their character. Billy Slater is as clean as skin like, and done more for the game. Like, him and Jonathan Thurston are identical in my mind. You'd be, ang- be angry clean. about... Probably Slater's cleaner. Yeah, Thurston was 
he did some things early in his career. That's what I'm getting at. I, I, I own that people, you know, talk about the slide tackles, this, that. Now, did he push the boundaries on the field? Yes, but all players push the boundaries yeah. on the field. I'm talking off the field, the person. You can't question Billy Slater, the person, yeah. and what he's done in the game. He He's the best fullback of all time. So, All right, let's get in this game, huh? Game companion. Uh, probably a more difficult one, only because... For you? No, not for me because of that. I was just hoping for a better game like you, but Same, yeah. uh, unfortunately, it uh, turned out to be a bit of a Barney. The whole grand final day, all three games weren't that competitive, to be honest, but... All right, we'll kick off. 04, 05, 06, 07. And uh, Tokiaho, he was great, as was Jared last night, Greer Hargraves and Trent yeah, It's going to be interesting. I haven't watched the game since we attended, so... It's well, going to be interesting watching it and... It was hard to kind of focus. It like the Roosters were really dominant through the middle of the field. Well, the, the big thing, and I said this in the preview as well, we struggled against Souths in yardage and we couldn't stop them rolling out. And last night, that was one of the big points I made in our preview. If we can't stop them in yardage and they're very good at it and we can't get out, we're in trouble. And it felt like all night we were just trapped and they were getting Mitchell, upfield. Uh, Mitchell Orbison was unbelievable. Defensively, he was outstanding. Um, and Luke Keary... Andrew Johns or someone the other day, a couple of them were saying that he didn't have a kicking game. I don't know what football they've been watching the last five or six years. He's coming to grade to say that he doesn't have a kicking game because that's just, yeah, I was blown away by that. He, he kicked fantastically last night. Yeah, that was key to what they did earlier. And there it is straight away. So we're first set in, first tackle, numbers in, driven Addo car back. And then second man up here, Vunny's got a set line with five well, what, blokes. What really disappointed me, and we're going to see it all night with Melbourne in yardage, just no one pushing. Look at that. Chambers yeah. runs the ball. Well, no one with him. Three men in. Slow down. What about kick defusal as well? That was terrible. Yeah. You know, you got to catch the ball to be able to do anything with it. But when when they had it for me, it was... So again, we've just had a poor <laughs> set and the only good carry was the last one from Bromwich. They got 28 metres. But... And I, I kept saying to you last night, I wish they would have kicked early. I wish they would have started kicking on play four. We spoke about it in the preview. Smith. We didn't Smith see Smith kicking. kick very he did, I think he did two or three the whole night. And set start here for the Roosters. First play, Tupo halfway through, dead Marine on the legs, and then Ferguson winds up, finds his front. Three bodies in, like, they've already got 20 metres, play one, two. Radley, they're up the halfway. Like, the, the difference, just territorial. It's so simple. I don't know if people probably get sick of hearing me say yardage. My mates were going, what do you want about? Because I don't watch a lot of footy. But I'm, it's, it's the biggest part of the game. Set starts and set finishes, like, either way in that cycle like you're talking about back and forth makes the whole game. Jeez, that was close there. Like where if Tedesco, if he, he doesn't get trailed through there by Vunny. Second set of the game, they've you know, made 70 metres and got a penalty on play five. Like Chambers there, under the ball tackle, left the arm free. Like he did the right thing, I think, by giving that, away a penalty. But That whole set though, the difference. Well, this at that Push. point in time, I was worried. Yeah. After two and a half minutes, I thought, oh shit, yeah, I, this could be a long night. I had a bad vibe, like I said, all week, but this early on just, yeah, it pointed those signs out that we spoke about that could we get out of yardage and could we stop them? And we couldn't. And those little things, like you said, push. They had numbers around the ball there. They played flat. They played direct. It felt like Melbourne really wanted to play with width, but not width as in just like a wide carry. They wanted to tip along the line and try and play wide, and it just didn't work. The Roosters' line speed was ruthless and consistent as it was the week before, and they just gave us absolutely nothing. And there was a real lack of energy and desire from Melbourne, and I haven't said that many times in my life watching a Storm team, but that that from the club was one of the worst performances I think I've seen since the 2008 Grand Final. Yeah. And 2008 kind of had the writing on the wall when we had Russell Aitken playing in the halves and no Cameron Smith, but last night, like, we, we didn't fire a shot. Yeah. 
331, 332, 333. You got the penalty goal there from the Trail Mitchell. And like you said, the vibe was not good early on, that's for sure. No, I think also kickoffs, they, they just kept kicking it the same way. I, like, I would have liked to see them change it up, try and get a short kickoff. Not this early, but later in the game. Smith was just digging it down. There was like, we'll just give him, give him the footy back and we'll just keep rolling, expecting a different result, but never came. And Cooper Cronk, you were confident he was going to play? We've just seen him come I up was, on the yeah. screen. I, I, was, I was confident. I said that on the pod. That I was, there was one player I was willing to back. But what's stuck in my mind is his recovery from an ankle injury. Um, Can I... Like it was 10-day. I think a 10-day turnaround and he... Grade three syndesmosis, he got over, or grade two syndesmosis. So, don't want to sound bitter about it at all, but the amount of credit that he got today, as compared to Luke Keary in the meters, kind of made me sick because Luke yeah. Keary won the cloak, and they're all saying, Oh, he directed it, and he did it. Like, no offense, he was on the field, I'm sure the presence helped, but like, how Luke Keary hasn't got more of the plot at they today, played, they played with 12. It's just, yeah, and again, you may think I sound like a bit of Storm fan, but I'm not. Like, Luke Keary owned that result last night, he was fantastic. That was his, uh, like, this bloke owned it. Oh, I think Jared early. and Tokiaho together. Warrior Hargreaves was that's as good as a 20 minutes as I've seen from him in a very long time. Again, a couple of people the last few weeks saying the Roosters don't have a good forward pack. What drugs do you want? Rhea Hargraves, Tokiaho, Boyd Cordner, Dylan Napa. Then you look at the bench. You can bring on Madison, Radley, Tedavano. Like Orson. I was big at the start of the week, and we disagreed on this, that I just would have played no Cronk and put O'Sullivan or Madison. Just have that loaded bench. I honestly think they're that talented as a side. Ooh. But set start again here. Like The Fox gets out second play here and looks like a good carry, and the Roosters catch carrying back five minutes. You know, like... A lot of coaching philosophies are revolved around dominating play one two, and they just did that. They killed. And they killed us in set starts. They murdered us. Dale Finucane. That's a good carry. He's such a hard bloke. He copped his shits last night. Jesus. Yep. Five thirty-seven, five thirty-eight, five thirty-nine, and even again, like Glasby's. He's a solid footballer, but he's nothing special. But I, no offense to Newcastle, I think he's going to be another one you won't really see relevant once he leaves Melbourne. Yeah. Um, for culture purposes, like Slade Griffin, great boy, great character, apparently high character person. You need them in your club when you've got good young kids. But as far as what you're going to get on the field <coughs> and what they've paid, um, you know. I'm... I thought Croft, Croft for me, um, avoided criticism, I thought. I thought he, um, his defense was really poor last night. As poor as cha- what Chambers was, I thought his kicking game was limited. Um, he's your first year kid. Boyd Cordner too, just quietly. Big games. Some of the runs he had, like that carry there in this first 20. Big games. He just comes to the fore, doesn't he? Yeah. Joseph Marnie, oh, where he bathed Curtis Scott Curtis last Scott night. One, yeah. He's another one. Between him and Will Chambers, it was a down year. Well, you, sure. you go and watch last year's grand final. You go, what, like, how does how does player form change so much in 12 months? Well, it's what because we... Because they, they were... We, you know, we said it last year. They were clearly the best two centres in the game by a mile oh, last year. Well, it also... Oh, Tedesco. It comes to question what I've said before as well, though. Like, how hungry or how focused can you stay? Like, Vunavalu, to me, this year was terrible. But within two years, he's been the top try scorer, the premier winger, all the raps, won Look a comp. Chambers there. Look how far Chambers came up then. Yeah. And we've missed it before. The first error from Melbourne off kick reception just... You know, there was oh, in there, like Munster's come up past the ball. There was four drops inside 20 to give Roosters repeat this is chances. Just nice play for Kiri. What are we doing in so far in here? Well, they're always like that. Like, I know they like to compress and then they back themselves to have the speed to get back out, but Luke Kiri. And that's coaching. That play there is coaching. Yeah. They looked at that. They knew Vonavalu rushes in. 
and and Robinson said that last night. They they like to protect their inside shoulder as most teams do. But when they're outnumbered, they tend to rush in, go to a man like they did there. Vunny's sort of not worried about the outside. And on the replay that I saw, though, we had we were sorted. Like he didn't have to come in there. Yeah, they just, they just like to be tight there. They like to encourage teams to do that. I get that, but like, there's the, a 20-meter corridor there and he would have been better off holding out a little I bit. I think the, the reason Tupo fooled him is because look how tight he is and then he runs overs and gets right. away from him. Usually players sort of hold their line and run, a, not a straight line there, but it, it was just good deception by Tupo by staying nice and tight and then and then moving while the ball was in the air. And Again. It was similar to like it was like an NFL um, swing pass. That's almost what it was like. It's like a screen play. Yeah, yeah. no, not screen, a swing, just to a, yeah, sort of a running back out the loop. back. Yeah, where I'm throwing the ball to where you're going to be, not where you are. Yeah. If that makes sense. And it was, you watch him move here when Kiri gets the footy. The touch on this pass, and then though. he passes to where he he wants him to be, not where he is. How about the touch on it though? Just that nice little perfect. bit of dip. Like it looked perfect. like it was going to be overcooked, and that just sits down. It's just really smart play. And look, like, at it. look, Kiri, look at it sit. Oh, Look at that. Look, he's running gorgeous. on the out, catches it. How come he doesn't change his ball? Should have changed this the is, For an NRL winger, this shits me to tears every week. Like, God bless him. He had a good game last night. He has his moments, Daniel Tupo. I think he cops a bit of flack because he does have a poor error in him. But he's a good finisher. He does have a good carry. But for someone who's played Origin and who's been in grade for six or seven years, it's bread and butter that you swap the carry yeah. to protect yourself going into the corner. Well, it's not bread and butter anymore because not a lot of, a lot of them do it. Instantly there, I was already looking at you thinking if Latrell Mitchell kicks that goal and gets it to a two-score game, I'm already worried because I yeah. thought it was going to be low score. They're almost going with the clock. If and they just, they're just they a brick wall defensively. But we're at 6-0, 8.59. They've stopped the clock. Melbourne. We, um, we spoke about this in the pod as well, that Melbourne, they don't like playing from behind. No, well, they, they didn't look comfortable. They don't now, play from like behind. Now, at 6-0, they're sort of going, okay, we need to be next to score here. Well, again, look at it from this way. We never played well from behind when we had Cronk and those internationals. So look mm. at the team this year. Without Cronk, without Harris, without McClay, like, and the benches Probably, as well. I've just, you're not contradicting myself, but 6-6, six, six they, they're happy with. But once they got to sort of 12-18, oh, I was, was like, no. We were already in trouble. Against South, I think they, they were only sort of got behind by four or six, and well, they just always managed to peg it back, peg They it back, They kept giving us an out with an error or a penalty straight after. Yeah. And defensively, I've said it all year, and I was right. I saw the stat the <laughs> other day. Their left edge, our right attack, is awful. Greg Inglis, Jennings, Sutton. They're terrible, Cody Walker. They conceded 50% of their tries on the left edge. Yeah. And we scored twice there, just pulling them apart. So 9-10, 9-11, 9-12. Uh, kickoff again, 6-0. Roosters, everything has been them so far. Good contact. And this is probably one of the, the better set starts Melbourne have had, play 1-2 defensively. But most of the game, it felt like they couldn't win the ruck. They, they got chewed up in the middle. They got chewed up. They, they didn't win any aspect of the game, full stop. Boy corner again, those dirty carries Just look at yardage. There. I love it. And push. And Chambers haven't Chambers has to stay off because of the push. That's right. That's right. You take it's a one man tackle. And we say this every week, and it sounds so basic to people, but it, as a former forward, if you take a carry and you've got bodies around you, Jake Trebojevic is the best exponent of in the whole game. And we're not we, we get angry, like we said every week, about the mass love fest for those two, but he is the smartest forward to me in the game. Because no one uses the two-handed carry and supports better to take attention off himself to get quick play the balls. James Graham does it well. Yeah, well, he has to now especially. But here we go again. Play two, numbers in, just mauling at O'Carr, drag back 10 metres. And it's that edge defending Cronk like Orbison again. Joseph Manu, oh, Jared has just folded Billy Slater. Mm. 
They like we're play three, and but they're cannon fodder just because they're going one out. Yeah, well, they're bunched and they're trapped and they're getting dragged back. Like, yeah, Matt, there's something else What's defensively. I Will Chambers, Trent Robertson. What's this now? Six years, seven years, two premierships, four minors, a couple of prelims. Like he's, I, I can't say this early that he's already up there, and I, I don't take credit away because he's at a dominant club that can buy players and give him good cattle. But with that, much like a Premier League mentality for me, comes a, a responsibility or a hard club to build culture or maintain a lot of ego because they do That's have good Bellamy, players. Bellamy, but Robinson in the coaching stakes, they are one and two and. Yeah. Robinson especially, as far as I'm concerned, def- defense is the hardest thing to teach or to build an attitude and a culture for. They are, yeah, R- Trent Robinson, like you said, he to me he's now up there with Bellamy. Yeah, He's right there. They're, they're one to <coughs> Victor Radley again, push around the ball, finds his front. Even Kiri, like you're playing in the halves, but you're pushing on the inside of a forward. There's numbers around the footy. And again, another nice Good kick. set finish and another error, I think, here, is it? No. No. Vuni cleans that one up and Jake Friend uses the human javelin. Yeah. So Did this he get a f- charge for that? Oh, I think he probably should because he put his he hand in get, between the legs. Week for that. And he drove with it again. Because he, he got away with one the week before. Well, so. he's already got 75 points. So if he takes the guilty play. Probably miss the first two weeks of next season because of that. And, and he, he drove. You know like, what? I, that driving motion, that, that's yeah. where you sort of get yourself in trouble. You know Not that you should pull out. I'll admit to, I wish his earlier season form was better because I'd said the previous few years that he was number two to Cameron Smith. But his early season form and being benched and in and out cost him origin. And at the back end of the year, I thought he got back to the form that would have seen him play origin this year. Yeah. So He got that shit kick out of his game. Oh, man. He was very kick-happy, wasn't he? Um, but, yeah, he finished the year very, very strong. He had another good mm. game. But this is the first kind of opportunity Melbourne got out of yardage off a penalty. Like, so there you go. It's been 12. Look at the meters. 12 minutes, 75, 25 possession. It's 330 metres to 110 and the only kind of dominant carries or blokes finding their front for Melbourne early on were Jesse Bromwich and Dale Finucane. Like No one else really seemed to be able to get a good carry. Ooh. This guy, I like his intent there, Croft, but he doesn't have anyone with him. No, no push again. Munster was very quiet last night too and obviously had a couple of brain snaps. Ooh. And a lot of people said they didn't target Kronk enough. I think that's a bit of a fly trap to they go. Didn't, they didn't hold the ball. Oh, they yeah, well, they didn't have the ball, but I don't. You can't overdo it either. You can't force it down there. This player here said enough about how the night was going to go. Yeah, exactly. Vunavalu throws it back in from a over kick, and there's five roosters there pushing with the ball, and there's yeah. only two Melbourne players. And they tip, tip, and then they're on the run. They're 25 meters out. Play one, you know. They're already up to the 35 meter line at 13, 15, 13, 16, 13, 17. Like Kiri's taken a one out scoot, and he's won the ruck. Like they just they got out of their end way too easily. And where's Melbourne's line speed? How passive they got were they? Out of, they got out of their own end with speed, not power. Yeah. But like <clears> even, well, don't get me wrong, the forwards were powerful, but they just looked fast. Melbourne were passive even on their edges, though. Like They held off the whole night, and there again. Coming up and stopping, yeah. Victor Adley shows the ball to Tedesco on the inside. They did that very, very well to keep the markers honest. Cronk, tackled by Smith and gets him in the chokehold. Good times. There we go. There's two errors now from kick reception. Who dropped that one? Was that Ada? Ada? Yeah, I think it was. So, two free opportunities inside 20, and they score off this play of the ball, don't they? I'm pretty sure Jared gets his play of the ball, and they get the ball out here to Latrell Mitchell. Latrell Mitchell, here we go. Mm. Bang. Billy Slater, one-on-one, got no hope. And that all comes again. We talk about dominating the middle, getting quick play of the balls, and then you play off it. They got a quick play of the ball first. They play off the back of it. 
and Latrell Mitchell, two on one, three. Like it doesn't really matter if you get him the football and give him an opportunity, like they did there. Um, he's he's really just ruined Will Chambers' year, hasn't he? Yeah. Will Chambers has just gone from Origin domination to getting dominated in the but grand final. But in that final. situation there, like he he should have he missed him obviously, but yeah. he missed him back on the inside. There should have been trailing defenders there. And this ruck where they get the Rory Hargraves <laughs> quick play the ball. Like <coughs> <coughs> Croft got caught up, didn't really trail hard. Slater's there. Yeah, it's not good enough. Like. Chambers gets the blame, definitely, yeah, because he turned out. But look, there's no one trailing. But hard. also, kick, rece- kick reception, like clean the ball up. Yeah. You got one job. You're yeah. in a grand final but to yeah. win big games. You got to defend your errors, and that's two oh, errors yeah. I haven't been able to defend. But play one, like turnovers inside your own half are one thing, but turnovers off kick reception with blockers inside your own twenty are critical. And again, like they're attacked in click all year, but we said this this week. They have so many good players, like they just they can find moments. That's an individual moment of brilliance. Yeah. But that goes back to the Jared Rehargroves play the ball. And Melbourne lost that straight away because Joe Stimson cuts Rehargroves at the legs. And he's already got 15, 20 metres. He gets a quick play of the ball and, you know, 15 40, 15 41, 15 42. It's 10 zip. Latrell Mitchell knocks this one over to make it 12-0 and you're already feeling at this point in time that they'll they defend this lead. And Melbourne have shown no sign of, you know, bringing the fight in this game at all. No sign. No. They're just death by a thousand cuts at the moment. And I'll highlight it again. We're going in it. We're talking about their errors, but Melbourne were dead last this year in handling errors. And unfortunately... After being a bit better during the final series, the handling errors came out in this game. Yeah, it's what hurt him early in the year. Like the amount of play one, two or three pass shifts with just a clean drop were, again, same as the kick receptions. I think there was four errors on kick reception play one. I think there was four drops play one. Yeah. Just off, you know, that two pass or three pass to try and get wide and at an edge. They struggled with that kicking to you last night, didn't they? Mm. 12 zip, 15 53, 15 54, 15 Big Jared. I'm so happy he got back into the Kiwi setup. Yeah, well, it didn't look like he would for a while, did it? Well, whatever happened with him and Kearney or whatever was going on there, I don't know, but Maguire's brought him back into the fray and. Thank God for that. I love seeing him play for the Cowboys. James Tedesco, probably a bit more of an underrated role last night. Wasn't as important to the result, but he still had a very good game. Mm. Oh, they, everyone as a whole, the, everyone for the Roosters yeah. contributed. But who he, in the Roosters side did you think had a poor game? Nobody. Right? Was everyone anyone, contributed. Yeah. Even the bench players with their limited role, like Napa's limited role was good. Madison yeah. came on, made a line break, made some dominant tackles. Tedavano, as always, very underrated. He's great underrated. contributor for them. And, and I still think Tokiaho gets nowhere near enough credit. He's a great forward. I thought, uh, again, like not the way you wanted Billy to go out, but he couldn't have tried any harder last night than what he did. No. He made or, uh, you know, did his job at the back. They got after the Fox really well, didn't they? They, they took advantage of that. Boy, frame. identified that he leads their, um, okay. leads their set starts and yardage sets. Vunavali was disappointing this year in that regard. That was a big strength in his game. They they picked on his size as well, Adokar. Like, he is a smaller man. He's fast, so he gets in between people, but they just compress their line, 
got up off the line and pinned him and picked him up and drove him back. There is a very obvious dynamic here to the 2015 Storm side that got beat in the preliminary final and then the 2016 side that lost, and that's size. They made an emphasis to get size last year, and Harris was a big back rower. Nelson's obviously big. Jesse's big. Jordan McLean was big. Yeah. But this year, with losing a couple of those guys, like Glasby's not a big human, Stimson's not big. Like We kind of went back to a bit of a slider frame forward pack, and it showed in some games where we got dominated. Um, Nelson coming off the bench tries to make an impact, but last year we had multiple punches we could throw. Yeah. So I get the feeling that moving forward in recruitment, and Cassiano, they may have got him into shape this year, but due to injury, he missed a big portion of the season, so he never really got on the field and yeah. did what they hoped. They're going to have to get out into the market next year. Um, they need to find another forward or two. They've got a really good kid, Tino Famalasula, I think it is. He's only 18, 19. He's very similar to a Nelson or a Toe, who is another one of these Kiwi kids. It's 195 centimetres plus, and I think he made the Aussie 20 side that was named today, and he's been playing cut. But whether he's ready to play grade next year, or, you know, not to that level. This is strange. Oh. Billy Slater, what a play. So what's that? That's three kick reception errors now for Melbourne. Well, that one was just one they didn't contest. So 18-42, they're sending up no try, but again, just kick defusal. All, all the little things in your game. It's the one where I think Ferguson had his foot on the sideline. They dodged a bullet in. Dodged a massive bullet. And Billy Slater, if this was play on, saved them. Kiri puts up a good kick. They isolate the Fox, and he's kind of hesitant, even with blockers here. And luckily... So you see Ferguson leaves from the Yeah, his foot's line. on the line, so technically he's out of the field of play. But And it um, actually causes a, uh, the kick to be ruled out on the full. Yeah. Imagine if this was play on, though. But Billy Slater, stopping Tokyo. Again, he scored some tries in his career, but he doesn't get enough credit for the ones he saved. If you go back and have a look at the Latrell Mitchell the try he scored just before, Slater gets, Slater gets bloody two hands really close to knocking that footy out. Well, the week before when he got GI, I thought he might have been able to hold him up, but a much bigger human. But the efforts he makes on the ball, or sorry, off the ball to get there. Yeah. But Melbourne dodged another bullet there. That could have been, very easily been 18-0 or an intentional rake over the dead ball line and a dropout potentially there. Because you yeah, see thought, here, Tokyo, he rips the ball out in the act of trying to get him to score. So that potentially would have been another set of six for the Roosters, but <laughs> they just got Trent Rollins in the box, he knows. But yeah, Melbourne got desperate early, like 12-0 and under the pump. They've got Nelson on here at the 18-51, 18-52, 18-53 mark with Bromwich to try and bring that size. And um, it just didn't work out, did it? Oh. And then here, two pass early to Kafusi, Fanukan. It's, it's, it's he should catch it, but it's a shit pass. It's he's, under pressure. He's throwing it low with a defender in his face. Like it's just not needed coming out of yardage. You gotta you gotta bunker down and do what Melbourne usually do very, very well, which is absorb that and just keep kicking. Well the the plan's obviously to get at the Roosters halves. Yeah. And Luke Keary, I don't care what anyone says, for all the talk about Maloney and these kind of guys and they're great players, but oh we just overlooked the defensive side. Luke Keary is one of the better ones for his size at holding his weight like I said it myself that I don't really want him to play for New South Wales if he feels he's a Queenslander, and he is, but if he's eligible next year and he wants to play, I think it's a no-brainer that he will likely take Maloney's spot yeah. as the six for New South Wales. There's a lot of water to go under the bridge before then. But, but yeah, given form and the way, what he's, the way he's played, oh, oh, Nelson. 
I was disappointed with Nelson last night. Yeah, he got he got the hook. Got the hook, made a couple of errors, didn't make the impact we were hoping for, but 20-minute mark, that error again, inside 50. Good ball opportunity again for the Roosters and first kind of miscue of the night for them. Finally, a bit of line speed and pressure from Melbourne, coming from Felice. And uh, the ball hits the ground, but the scramble's not good enough. The Roosters clean it up and play four, settle back to the middle of the field. Victor Radley, he's going to be a good footballer. Oh, Felice he, he already is. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know if you saw the under-20s kangaroo side today, but Jesus Christ, it's a good football side. We've got some really good young, talented players. There was 15 that have played NRL, and I don't just mean played NRL, like they're playing NRL. Yeah. They, I think they are going to touch up the junior Kiwi, something fierce. The halves are like Jake Clifford, Victor Radley's the lock, Katoni Staggs in the back row. Like it, it is a stack side. Okay. It is ridiculous. Melbourne, Munster with a nice clean-up effort here and one of their better set starts. Just felt like they were fighting quicksand the whole night trying to get out of their own end. And again, here, early shift. Up hard on the edges here and shut it down. Just give Melbourne no room. That's that random penalty that I was sort of going, Yeah. Pull one out of their ass. (coughs) 21-21, 21-22, 21-23. I think Luttrell is a couple of metres offside here. They're all offside, but... GM's Billy, they were short numbers there. That would have been a throw on one if he gets that pass off, but... This is the first real good opportunity Melbourne had of the game. And look at the set distances. 48 metres is set for the Roosters, 22 for Melbourne. Like, it just proves that point. Play one, Felice. They do a good job. Anytime there's a, a quick play of the ball, we set it all. They're just happy to give away a penalty or lay in and push the boundaries. And they'll give you nothing. They thrive off defending back-to-back sets. And here they go, trying to get at Kronk, who just kept bluffing and getting up. Oh, man, it's poor to watch. Finucane, one eight carry, no push, nobody around. Centre field, slow play the ball, numbers in for the Roosters. Like, What what are you going to do off the back of that? Well, nothing. Set line, you know, and they do like a switch play and Munster and the edge is up again and he, he gets his nose halfway through, but there's just Roosters' bodies everywhere. And yeah. Stimson's drifting across here. No one's pushing again. Like, like, yeah, play five. They go out the back to Croft on the boot. They get a repeat, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Latrell cleans it up. So it's not a bad kick, but at that point, we were, I was sitting there looking at you, and we both said the same thing. If you're going to do something here, you need to turn the screws. Yeah. Needs to be points or a couple of repeats. They've just got to park themselves down here to try and make up for the amount of early damage and petrol that was taken out of the tank by the Roosters. And that, that set distance thing just told you everything. Nearly 50 metres a set to 22. Like They just gave Melbourne absolutely nothing. No field position, no opportunity. And I'm pretty sure this dropout, they haven't taken it yet. I'm, from memory, he didn't catch it on the full. So they almost start from inside their own half and this set eventuates to nothing. So Munster's let it bounce. Let, letting that bounce is really a kill job. Yeah, it's bouncing extra 10. Kenny takes the first carry. He gets buckled by Jared. He looks for a penalty instead of fight for the play of the ball. And straight away, like you sets off to a bad start. They're so good in the ruck. Finucane, one out carry, no push. First kind of decent shape they've got to the edge without being shut down or having numbers there, but the Roosters handle Felice easily on that shift play. And 
See, that, that's not a bad little play there. They show, like, they go into an edge again, they drop it back under, and Kenny gets a quick play the ball. This is the first kind of play the ball they got off, and Nelson got very close to scoring off the back of it. But you yeah. just, you need to take your opportunities off quick play the balls because <laughs> you don't get them very often. And set finish here was terrible. Yeah, he gets wheeled over. And... Yeah. Chambers, Luttrell, almost blue. 25 in, and he's already got Chambers on tilt, Luttrell. Mutavalu, very angry man. <laughs> Takes Latrell in the headlock, but oh, look at that. Just yeah, very disappointing. Dumb. But like how many quick play balls they had, you know? That's the first time they got two in a row and they they almost score and then last play you come up with that. You run a loaded short side where you don't even have an advantage. And Croft was right there as well. Yeah, Croft just gives the ball to Will Chambers. There's two of them, there's four or five roosters there, and he just manhandles him like it just sums up the whole game in that one effort there, I reckon. They both thought about throwing him, didn't they? <laughs> they really wanted to. The it's the same corner as um, where James Graham bit Billy Slater's ear off. Good times. At least his we ear or his nose? Was his no, ear. he bit his ear. And then he claimed he didn't bite him. But the replay, I didn't the, bite the, him. the replay said otherwise. Oh, <laughs> he went Hannibal Lecter on him. He went... Oh. You were trying to be the Meg. I love it. I ate her liver with a side of kibble and beans. Tedavano on now. Nelson. Got to win a ruck, big boy. Five errors to one, 25 minutes in. Yeah. Like, that hurts you right there. And It's also where those errors are made. And the majority of them were made early in the tackle count in their own end. Isaac Liu. They, they've got these guys, again, like I said, no one talks about. Liu, Tedavano, Tokiaho, they just, they just don't get any credit. They really don't. And that's where stats can be deceiving as well. If you drop the ball one metre out from your own line on play one, it's very much different to if you drop it on play five attacking the opposition's line. And we see the difference here. Like Melbourne get one opportunity, they blow it, and what do the Roosters do? First set. They roll out. You really need to to dig into into some statistics because they don't all mean the same thing. No, but first play there after defending their line for two sets, they go the length of the field. Put in a good kick. They win play one, two. And there you go. They get piggybacked out again. And so this yeah. is where the Roosters sort of tr- started to piggyback Melbourne out. And I thought, well, here we go. Melbourne will get a try and things will turn around. The momentum will switch. And look, they, they had their chances, Melbourne. This is where they needed to bank some points. And this is the big thing again. The only reason they got opportunities is because of the Roosters. Yeah, and we the, knew that was going to come. This was the dominance of the Roosters. They, they, are the only, they are the only reason Melbourne got a chance is because of them. Yeah. So they were perfect almost for 25 minutes, oh. the Roosters. So 26-02, 26-03 again. Just a bit of a dodgy tackle on Melbourne. Get into their half. Play two Nelson with a pretty good carry. But they do a great job of just killing that quick play of the ball again. And they kept trying for these switch plays. But again here, like Chambers' early ball almost runs over the sideline again. Yeah. There's three or four Roosters there. Like cut back in and cut your losses. Like you're putting us in a corner. I'm pretty sure there's a drop coming up here again, but... Tedavano, good shot. He just rattled Nelson then. Play four, centre field. Slow play the ball. One out carry. Kenny was good last night. He he had some impact. Yeah, they're, they're going to need more next year. Smith last play, jumping out of here. Wide board of Felice and Chambers slips over with the ball. Like Just again, another poor set end for Melbourne. Yeah. You needed to get that in the end goal or he needs to get a pass or whatever there, but he just... Blows the Sancho, and then again, you've pinned him inside 10. He gives away a penalty. You need to dominate this set and play one. What do they do? P- 
penalty. They let him straight Pick out. Piggyback him out. And the summary of the night again, Melbourne can't build pressure. Melbourne can't build it with their defence. They can't build it with their attack. And the Roosters happily, like they give away a couple of dumb penalties and let Melbourne out, but they defend them. Yeah. They defend their errors. And Will Chambers again out of frustration here. I think there was a lot in that. It's a chest tackle. He's kind of slipped. Like, I don't think it's... It's not bad, but again... Um, it just summed up well, the night. The trigger is it's contact with the head. Yeah. For me, I'm happy to see that play. I think it's incident. It's incident. the chest. It's, yeah. It's like it's sternum, chest. And there we go again. Boy corner. Tough carry. Takes the hard carry off the tap. Isaac exactly Liu. Another one of these guys that we talk about a lot on the show. Tokiaho, Tedavano. Just guys that... Some drop kicks in the media go, oh, they got a no name forward pat. Like, what? Well, I don't know what game you're watching. I really don't. No, I don't want to look too far into next year, but out of this side, who, like, who are they losing? Like, Matt, from the starting 17, Madison Ferguson. and Ferguson. Yeah. Momorowski's moved on, but you got Collins who will join the bench, no doubt. They've still got Nat Butcher. So you've got a couple of kids there that will get more time and yeah, develop. Morrison Hall. Morrison Hall. Morris is a good replacement. I don't know his yardage game. <laughs> he's definitely not as strong Ryan Hall's yardage game would have been handy but he did his ACL didn't he yeah so I don't think they'll replace Ferguson like 100% of what he does in yardage but Brett Morris is still a pretty handy player to cover while Ryan Hall potentially recovers that was, yeah flop in there by Madison Again, so there's another piggyback out so three times they've let Melbourne out Melbourne haven't won rucks or dominated but Billy Slater there gets a quick play of the ball and Madison jumps in just after he's tried to stand back up at 28-51, 28-52. So, yeah, there, there wasn't a lot of signs from Melbourne, that's for sure. No. Look at the coaches' differences. Bellamy would have been feeling all right at this point, thinking, well, they're only leading by 12. And we've done nothing. And, yeah, they've... We haven't fired a shot. This is a play Melbourne one error here. fired a shot. No, nah, I thought that was one of the play one errors. Is this Nelson's drop? Nelson. This is Sinbin. Clean drop for Nelson. Jake Friend, great heads up play. Play the whistle. Well done, Ado Carr. But Munster, that's just dumb. dumb. Jumps in, second effort. Hard to go. And it's a double blow here because he hooks Nelson. And Munster gets binned inside 20 in a grand final for, you know, Ado Carr's done the right thing there, cleaned him up. We just need to scramble. You don't need that. Just got to try and scramble the next play. But this is great heads-up footy by Jake Friend here. Nelson drops it. Bang. He's off. Well, the only reason Munster ends up in the bin is because he, Jeff Friend picks up that ball. Otherwise, I just blow, drop ball, change over. Heads up, smart, flip field position, and player they, in the bin. They scramble well to get back then. He didn't need to do that. Like You've no, just no, looked exactly, on the screen like... Melbourne's but it's, but raced. It's friend that's put him in that position. Yeah, just I a get heads that. up play. But Melbourne's absolutely raced back there. So Munster, that's yeah, it's a bit of a brain snap. This right here, I thought was going to. I messaged a few of my mates and said, "Game over." Like I think they're going to just dick us right now. Mm. They didn't take as much advantage of the situation as what I thought. I, I thought they were going to grab a try or two, to be honest. Yeah, I'm surprised they. Um... They took the two, but then again, you go, well, just go well, three-score game. Three-score game right here. That, that's a massive blow. Because, again, are Melbourne going to chase down this defensive juggernaut and score three tries and then hold them out when they haven't been able to stop them all night? Hmm. Like, you kind of felt straight away that, that that was a death blow right there when Munster got binned. 
And for someone who's been such a big contributor to what they've done this year, last night certainly wasn't a good night for him. That's probably it was definitely one of the worst games he's played in first round. Oh. I wonder how many people have been bidden twice in a grand final. Yeah. I can't remember. And there it was right there. When it hit 14-0, again, don't be pessimistic, but against them defensively, I, I thought we were done. Yeah, I really did. So did I. Three score game. That's you just couldn't. Then they're not going to do a Penrith and Cronulla game, or a lot of teams did this year for Penrith or any of these teams and fall over. They're just yeah, they're like trying to get blood out of a stone. Their defensive setup, like they played the best attacking team in South the week before, and they gave them two penalty goals, and that was without Napa, without Latrell Mitchell, and with a man busted for the whole game. Yeah, so they basically beat South with twelve players last week. Without conceding a try. And again, South weren't without chances. No, nah, they had plenty. And South had what I said before. They built pressure. They had gluts of three or four sets multiple times and still got nothing. But back on the way, 31-24, Yeah. They get so much out of their back five, don't they? Oh, yeah. Their back five's great. Like I said, Tupo's got an error and so does Ferguson, but Ferguson in particular, he, he was the standout winger this year. And that bench, like Kenny comes on and does a job and Welch and these guys try hard, but compared to Madison, Radley, Liu, like the players that they've been bringing off this year, Napa or even Jared spent some time on the bench, Tedavano, they just, their bench is so good, the Roosters. and Hands. Latrell Mitchell. Oh, sorry, Joseph Marnie there. Again, cutting back in field, getting an offload to Tedesco, who was just around the ball all night last night. He threatened constantly. Last tackle, 70 metres, set half the points. How good's that? And they get a result off the kick. So you've gone sin bin, penalty goal to go to three scores, 70 metres off the set, rolled upfield, and forced to drop out after points. Yeah. Could you have done any better after points? No. And we said Jake Friend, a little kick happy at times, but that one sat up for him perfectly. And Addo Carr has to play at this ball. Yeah. I don't think you need to play it that early. No, nah, but... not that early, but that bounce. He just kind of flinched a little bit on it, didn't he? But repeat set. Not like they already didn't have enough pressure and they put a man in the bin. I, like I said, I was really surprised we didn't see another try, but probably one of the only real better periods for Melbourne here where they defended it, considering they let in a couple of. Poor tries early on. And it was funny, we saw the interchanges. He looked like he was rushing Brandon Smith on when he hooked Nelson, but he made a last-minute decision to put Welch on instead. So yeah. clearly he felt that Welch was a better defender at the time for the situation. That's not questioning Smith's technique. I think it's more a size thing. Yeah, it was it was more like for like. But Tedesco, out the right there, almost slides through. Liu, good push again, and wins a ruck and almost goes over the top. Like the Roosters were rolling through them, so get a middle out there. Yeah. Play four. Friend takes a scoot and again, like just missed tackles. Smith kind of saves that set there and play five. I can't remember what happens in this one. They get another repeat. Oh. Stimson there has just saved them. If that's not a try from the chase that slid through there, that's another repeat set. But look at this play one. Like Addo Carr tries to find space and two Roosters again. Man, that was a nice little kick by Kira. That's good clean up by Stimson. It's perfect. 
But coming out here, play three, they're only up to the 20. Just deeper and deeper into the quicksand. Smith runs, there's no push. Kafusi on the edge looking for somebody. Nothing again and finds Vunavali yeah, finally. It's a, like you're watching them going, well, Melbourne are running out of ideas. Well, they can't just, generate anything. They're looking for offloads. They're tipping it on to someone else. Well, you do something, mate. You do something, mate. And the first looking time Smith kicked, create. it looked good, but it just didn't sit down. No, Seven tackle set, so. It's another killer, another error. Five to go before halftime, then yeah, they've just shown zero. And it's the sad part that we said again, all the little fundamentals of Melbourne. Contacts usually go, ruck speed, defensively they work so well together, the edge defense is clean, their set starts are good, they push in numbers, like everything that you usually see, you didn't last night. You didn't see any of it. And then that line speed, like oh, the, Roosters... The Two plays in, like they two or three pass across the line there, and there's no push on Melbourne's negative side to get up and stop the pass, and the Roosters make 20-something metres play two there. Yeah. And then Madison again rolls, and it's a slow ruck, and rightfully so it's a penalty because they just can't stop them. Yeah. They didn't take the two here, did they? I think they were too far out. No, they didn't. They scored the set, but I think. So they're 35, <laughs> 35 out, and they've got another penalty, and Munster's obviously in the bin. Up until I think like I said it at the time. I, I, I would have taken the two. Yeah, well, Kiri finds. They'd taken it twice before. I thought, well, well it's a free two. Three score it. game. They're probably thinking what I was thinking, like just go for the jug. Yeah, also with the men in the simbin as well. Yeah, three score game if we just go for the jug now. But even like again, like one out carries for them compared to us. We're not dominating any rucks. Liu still gets down there and wins that ruck. There's a little error here in the defensive um, system of the storm. Slater gets caught on the ground and Curtis Scott gets himself involved at marker on this play. Orbison, he almost gets in himself. And Scott really should get out of there and get back to the line, but he doesn't and they get pulled a man oh, short, which is where, those hands. where Scott would have been. What about Teddy's hands there? Again, another one of these things where people said he's never had a pass. I think he always had a pass. He just never developed the range of passes. And playing at the Tigers, it wasn't such a necessity with the troops around him. But in a side like this, with so many weapons to go to, his pass selection and development of that part of his game this year has been exceptional. It has been, yeah. It's always going to happen. We said that at the start of the year. We talk about catch, pass, and like quick transfer. That's hands, bang. And that's a 3v2 because uh, Scott doesn't get out of the tackle. But, oh, man, the pass is a cracker. Manu, easy as you like, grand final try. Almost a knock-on in the ruck there. But bang, Adokar's coming in on him, but he's caught it in his hands. Quick transfer, Manu. And people criticise the Melbourne defence on the edge here, but like you've only got one option there. You have to come up. You have to. You have to try and Let shut it, it down. On the outside. Get a poor pass or knock it down or do something. And this is Tedesco's try. Bang. He's even adjusted the height of his pass there. He got under Adokar. Yeah. So Adokar's done all he could to get there because they were short, but that's spot on. And there, he said again, they go for the jug there. That's the death blow. 18, he, 18 nil. He doesn't kick this goal, but you're sitting there for Melbourne going, you need three converted tries. Yeah. Um, yeah, not the best game companion like we spoke about before, but we said we're going to do one. Yeah. So we're doing it. But yeah, it would have, we were, out of all the games, like the women's game, 
not surprised about Brisbane's dominance. And well, there wasn't a good game on the card. Well, and then, and then the state championship. I thought Redcliffe first half showed some good signs, and then Cleland scored twice just before half time, and that turned into a blowout. And they lost a couple of players, which didn't help. But there wasn't a competitive game on the day, unfortunately. No. But this one in particular, like I said, as a Melbourne fan, very disappointing with the intent they brought. At least expecting to put in a fight, but. Full credit to the Roosters. The Roosters just gave them absolutely nothing. 18 nil, Minute and a half before half time. And, uh, Latrell Mitchell as he jogs back there. Named in the Australian side today. No surprises. Taking uh, Will Chambers' spot. And that conversation again where people go, oh, who's going to play left or right side, etc. Like, you're playing for Australia. Yeah. You're one of the best. You're a premier player in the game. Put it the jersey on and shut up. It doesn't matter what side of the field you're going to be playing on. But uh, actually, before we said that, I forgot to say it when we get on the air. It's going to be interesting to see what happens now because Greg Inglis this morning named the captain of Australia. Gets busted this afternoon for mid-range drink driving. <sighs> Crazy. So, you know. He was Australian captain for six hours. You'd have to think. Uh, nothing's come out yet that that's going to result in being stripped of the captaincy. Or missing the series. Well, you can't have your leaders, The two games. Hmm. But really disappointing. Um, he's made a great return this year. He's, he had a very good season. He's dumb. He's just dumb. He was great in origin. We said that before. What kills me is with all the disposable income and all the options around him, all you've got to do on a public holiday, double demerit weekend of all things, is put things in place. And I'm sure there would have been another way for him to get home from the Curry knockout or somewhere he could have stayed for a couple more hours, but he chose to drive. And it all come from speeding in the first place, apparently. Apparently, it was speeding, not like massively. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But that's led to him getting pulled over. And as we all know, when you generally get pulled over something like that, they breath test you as well. And they've got him double whammy. So uh, what should have been a really great day for the Kangaroos and Greg Inglis himself. It's going to have a, a poor finish, but Roosters again after points. Absolutely perfect. Luke Keery's oh. kick. And we're at Melbourne again. Stuck inside their own 10-meter line. Crazy pass in front of Oh, yeah. Play one. They almost dragged him in the end goal and he has to throw a shit off though. But this was the story of the game, wasn't it? Like Monster they, comes on. The kicking game of Luke Keery cannot be understated. He owned this result. And they're three plays in. They're up to their 10-meter line and they have not looked like getting anywhere. Billy Slater's throwing a dummy because there's absolutely no one pushing to take that next carry. Play for Smith. Like how often do you have to see Smith scrambling to find a body and they get a, a nice outlet pass there from Brady Croft running, but half time. They get one last play on halfway, and I'm pretty sure this eventuates to nothing. Yeah. Munster puts in a uh Ado car looks like he's asking for it, and he was, and he pulled up on his run, but Manu gets back there and cleans it up and That's the first half. You want a you want a game review or a summary, Dominant. you don't really need too much other than Melbourne have had Two opportunities inside 20 off the back of opportunities given from Roosters penalties 
or repeats, and they did zero with it. They couldn't get a quick play of the ball. They had no push on the football. Um, and again, it's one thing to say get after Cronk, but like what, what do you, when you get when you're coming out of yardage, you're not going to try and run to an edge and get yourself caught in a corner. If you're going to go after him, you would have went after him in good ball. How often did they get into good ball? Never. No. Like two or three times. You can't just run at someone on an edge repetitively for the sake of it and trap yourself in a corner. But the story of that half is the Roosters. Their yardage game, they average double the amount of metres per set. Their set finishes, like I can't think of a seven-tackle set. Did, did you? I no. can't remember a seven-tackle set there. No. Um, every kick inside basically 10 metres. Not, not even 20, inside 10. So you've got an even better result. Billy Slater tried to reach back twice to get a foot in goal, but Luke Keary was so pinpoint on the night. His kicking game was exceptional. Uh, their kick chase and their pressure to kill the set starts of Melbourne. Their play one, two. They got nowhere. There was no bodies around the football. There was no push. They were just relentless. And yeah, They got them on the edges. They won the middle of the field. Their spine. And again... No offense to Cooper Cronk, but they're playing with twelve. Yep, like he, his presence, and I'm sure he gave some direction out there. But wow, um, they're doing it with twelve. But half time, we'll uh, quickly fast forward to this and get a bit of a drink, box head, and yep. then we'll get back to the second half. Yep. All right, back on for the second half, box head. We are kick off. And like you said, don't think there needs to be a lot of explanation for the first half. Just one-way traffic, completely dominant. and Half-time address, I'm Ooh. sure. We said it last night. I would have loved to have been in there to hear Craig Bellamy. I really would have. I'm sure there would have been a bit of a spray, but like you said, you've also got to be constructive. But, like, you know, you don't have to be too constructive. It was pretty much you need to address everything. Yeah. Ball control, well, line ball speed, control, contact, like everything needed to be addressed. All the basics, all your basic principles, but... Second half started similar to the back end of the first half. The Roosters give them. Melbourne an outlet penalty here from a crush tackle on Kenny Bromwich at 4.43, 4, 4, uh, 40.45, 40.46, 40.47. Um, and who was it over the top? Orbison. It's not a not a pretty one, but... Yeah, it's just a lot of bodies in there. Yeah. Right? It's not, it wasn't intentional. No, nah, it's just not good when the head gets caught. And... Right, so a penalty on field's enough for that. I don't think it needs to be a charge. No. Nah. I think it was charged. Yeah. Straight away here, you're kind of thinking, like, they need to get, again, on the front foot, build some pressure. Again, one out, three in. Yeah, no back, push. Back. Stimson on his own, dominated. Slow ruck. Line set. Look at that, the way they get off the line. Not a good pass. Oh, and then there you go. There's what I was talking about. Play There's a play one error. Under pressure at the line. And it all started... They had a crack. They had a shot at him straight away and coughed it up. And it, you just kind of got the feeling again, like I said, any hope that there was um, needed to be an early response and that error just kind of summed up the whole night again. Good contact. Kenny Bromwich mm. on Cordner. The complete opposite of what we've been talking about the whole time. First carry for them. Quick play of the ball. Next play. Pull uh, forwards in pairs. Push on the ball. Next play again. Liu takes his second carry of the set. He's got an outside support. And straight back into Melbourne's half. Look at him backpedal. Oh. Look at him backpedal on this edge. Yeah, they're asking to be scored on. Yeah. Will Chambers laying in, just gets away. Croft falls off the ruck again. Kind of break down that play, but still can't win a ruck, can they? No. Like, there's nothing dominant about their defense last night, and. 
That's probably the first poor kick of the night, really. Yeah. From Kiri. Found Munster on the bounce, but same old problems. Can they get out of yardage? Slater gets it crawl. Try to get a penalty there, I think, for the marker. It's really the first time they've been able to get at him at all. <clears throat> and then, yeah, next play. I can't remember him having to make a one-on-one in the first half. Nah, and they did a real good job with that line speed we spoke about because they had a set line. Yeah, Yamanu's, the Trail Mitchell, etc. Every Anyone that was around him, wherever he was on the field, at whatever time. There's your first dummy half yeah. kick. Well, second, Smith got the seven tackle, but that's the first yeah, good sorry. one. Yeah. He found grass. Got it between Tedesco. Four, which is what we wanted to see. Yeah, but there you go. You've turned Roosters around, got him pinned inside twenty. But play two, they've already made twenty meters. Just yeah, yardage, man. Yardage is so important. And then Ferguson, who's just been an absolute weapon this year. Only the third player in NRL history to run over five thousand meters in a season. That was saying last night. Tom Malolo and Sheck oh. and Madison, clean line break. He gets between Kafusi and. Couldn't see who the other one was, but it's poor defence. Like, you know, poor. We're, we're not even five minutes into the second half, and on the back of a good kick, yeah, and they've given up a line break. And Kiri almost goes through a hole. That's incredible. Oh, pass. What an offload! Well done. This great hands. Well done, my monster. This is very. Is that where he broke his leg? Because the low hit. I want to know where. He... No, he doesn't look. Doesn't look where he's hurting. And again, it's it's a bit late, so we're both a bit tired. So I kind of forgot to mention that. What an effort to play the whole second half with a. Busted leg. Well, we don't know how long. We don't know when it actually happened. Well, they said it happened 10 minutes in to the second half. Jesus. Oh. He was very close to scoring, wasn't he? Munster's... So he had a fracture in his fibula, is that right? Yeah. That's why I looked at this one and thought, no, okay, no. That one. no. If I thought he was going to dive then for all money. I yeah. thought he was going to dive and score. Would have been interesting if he did dive like now. Because he got that yeah. foot down. I thought he was going to just get enough. <coughs> that Munster just did enough. How about Billy's chase? Gets to that player, then gets out the back here again. They come out of yardage, same story all night. Vunavalu gets off sideways, no push. Taking the ground. Curtis Scott, there's a set line in front of him. One out. Napa getting his first run of the night. That was the other thing. They had the benefit of being so dominant. They didn't even really have to get through their subs at all, did they? <laughs> their bench... Uh, like we just said, just yeah, didn't really have to reach in for it, did they? Napa's this is five minutes in the second half. Napa's only on the field; he didn't play massive minutes. But that first half, in particular, just being so dominant, I think they only used two subs. Yeah, it was three each at half time. I think wasn't it three each? Storm set, not great, and again, poor set finish, which is one thing we spoke about the kicking oh. game and. Chambers Smith needing to do more of the kicking and Munster and Croft have just found the back three the whole time and Munster picks out Tedesco they're dead centre bit better intent there to try and kill the set start but they're already up on the can't, 40 can't fault there like they tried hard Melbourne they just they got dominated though the Roosters were just too good everything they touched turned to shit and Ferguson there again there's numbers in the ruck but with three in they still can't win the ruck and Liu next play Breaks first contact, gets Stimson down low again. Quick play the ball, dead Marine. That's Friend, a good play, yeah. just get it to the edge. Bit hard that pass, but that's a great take there by Latrell and oh. off the back of it, as he does so well. Good contact, Welch. They still Pretty can't get him on the ground. Smash him into his, onto his back. <clears throat> play five. Send it up sloppy contact. Like, oh, that's close to a penalty. 70 metres set again. Like They just they ate Melbourne up, didn't they? 
Oh, in terms of meters gain, yeah, yeah. No, he just killed him. That's a good kick again. It's a flop. Inside their 10 meters again, play one, they're bringing off their try line. And again, one out. Two plays up to the 10 meters, like. It was just relentless. Like they, they played the perfect game of football. Take out their few errors to help Melbourne out of their own half. This could have been a bigger score. Oh, yeah. As I said, to kick it off, it, it was definitely a, a scoreline that flattered Melbourne. And probably, like I said, again, the big thing I took out of this, not only the set starts, but we missed some size. We really do miss some size. He gave some impact off the oh, bench, man. Smith. You could notice the difference when he came on the field. He gave him leg speed, intent. I said at week one when he got dropped in the jersey numbers to 19 that I thought Hoffman would definitely be gone. And sure enough, before the game kickoff, he made that change and it was massive for Bellamy not to play Hoffman. He's got such a close relationship with him. He played football with his father. He hides him in such high regard, but it was the right move for the Storm to play Smith. Yeah. Another set. I would have, put, I would have found a spot for Hoffman probably on the bench elsewhere. Like I, I still would have played Smith. I would have carried Hoffman almost as a tight, like, well, he can do that job, but you've either got to drop Kenny, who has versatility as well, to play multiple positions, or you've got to drop Welch. And I think I would have dropped Welch. For me, oh, that's just my my opinion. Yeah, well, I had no problem with being in the seventeen. I had a problem during the year when he started most of the year. But yeah, I think back end of the year he made that sort decision. Sort of watching him going, yeah, he's okay. I guess because he's a middle. That's he's a middle, and Hoffman's a back rower, but. Hoffman early Hoffman's doors. got a lot of experience. and Played some 13 and some different jobs for Melbourne. Yeah. And again, another perfect kick. Great kick chase. I can't get over Welch. Welch, for me, lost Melbourne the 2016 uh, 16 grand final. He gave away the penalty after we defended three or four yeah. sets and then Fafita crashed over. I think he does a job. It's not pretty, but yeah, I think that's that's the key area for me that we're lacking right now. And Brandon Smith again. Only bloke who's Bellamy, got... I, I'd probably fault Bellamy for not getting him on earlier. I think if, if you spoke to... Craig Bellamy that maybe he would have taken that sub back in the first half and put Smith on because yeah, obviously that was his gut he's not going to have his gut was to send him down and then change his mind well I think he thought more what you said he wanted a better middle defender it's not knocking his yeah. defence his carry is obviously better than Welch but given the situation with 12 men but the reason why you're constantly there is because you're just getting rolled through and you can't you've got no leg speed to get out of there Welch is, this, this was a poor kick yeah, but with 12 it was a defensive move this was a dog shit kick yeah, right, no one knew about it it's a banana into a short corner seven tackle set he, he just lost the plot last night, Cameron Munster. So it's probably the worst game I've ever seen him play. 49-12, 49-13, 49-14. And, yeah. and to, he was rewarded today with an Aussie jersey, right? Well, his year, you can't take I, that yeah, off. Just, that's, that's what's got him there. Yeah. His year, he won five of the year. He had a great season, but the day it mattered the most. But again, without... Like, in this game, he made some poor choices, yes, but we say it all the time. What do halves and hookers do with no momentum? Yeah, fair. They did not win the middle. They did not win yard. Like there was It was a... just so bad. He was so bad. Even like, Smith in this game, bar a couple of kicks, has been absent. He's been yeah. trying to hold the middle for But them. he hasn't really hurt them. No, he hasn't hurt them. But Whereas he, Munster he has hurt them. He can't influence the game at all because Damn. they just can't win the middle. And that's the reason right there. Like Brandon Smith, better in attack, yes. But Good tackle, but yeah. It's the sin bin, he put Welch on because clearly Welch is a dominant defender with a 12. But this set again, like play five, where have they gone? They've gone 63 metres again. Well on Smith. Good kick pressure, but there's another error. Live, I thought they got away maybe with that one. 
Yeah, we I, we both called that knock on Melbourne. But looking at that there, that looked like that was knocked back by Luttrell. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. But live, I thought Vunavali may knock Yeah, we both again, thought that was a Melbourne knock on live. Brandon Smith is, again, the only guy really besides Bromwich and Fanuke yeah. in a handful of times to find his front. He's had three carries now since being on from the bench and he's found his front three times. Yeah, that, that's back off. Okay. Uh, I thought there, I thought it would oh, touched. I like that little play that Melbourne The tip made. inside, yeah. They should have probably threatened a bit more, but... 50-44, 50-45, Bromwich back on. Again, and one of the only few that seemed to have any chance of getting a quick play of the ball. And there's a bit better push on that play and back into the guts. There you go. Then you get some love on the back of it. The point of attack we talked about. They just wanted to go two sideways with no momentum. This year was another error. Yeah. Vunavalo, yeah. like, play the ball, not the man. Cross put in a decent kick. He's giving him an opportunity and he's more interested in being a peanut. Yeah, pushing someone up. Trying to nudge Tupo than fighting for the ball and... If he would have taken his attitude of a couple of weeks ago against South where he went for the ball instead of Jennings and won that contest, potentially a try. But Croft, good kick, identifies as no one back there for it. And well, the ball's look, coming to you. That <laughs> replay there sums it up. That's a try gone. Yeah. That that try, that is a try right there because he's more interested in finding a man and being a dickhead. And Tedesco does everything possible to get that bounce out. But... Gets a touch, so repeat set, and again they have their chances again here. But you take that moment if Vunavalu scores that, and I know that oh. the auto car thing is no guarantee, but then we're talking an eighteen twelve game. Fanukin just got buckled by Liu, and he got smoked, and now I think he goes off for a concussion test. Jeez, too, doesn't he, he? He hit the ball up hard. He does. Five grand finals for Fanukin. Yeah, couple at the Dogs. He's only won one, hasn't he? Three at Melbourne, and yeah, he only won the one. Oh, Brent oh. Smith. Just trample Jake Friend. And again, l- limited opportunities with quick play balls, but look where Smith's having to go. He's having yeah, to drift he's, across. He's also, yeah, trying to find a runner. Because like, no, no one's, one's up there. on the ball. Yeah. That's what South looked like late in the year with Cook as well. Yeah. The he, tackle number. No one was up with him. In particular, at least your fullback. Last tackle. Napa saves the set there. And Munster... That's where they got the knock on off Joey Manu. Again, a bit, a bit of luck there. Not a great kick, but Manu knocks it on. And this is more what we would have expected the first half. They had limited opportunities, but when they got there, they needed to build pressure. Yeah. Suck some juice out of the Roosters. The whole game, it just felt like the Roosters were pummeling them to death. He's very unlucky, wasn't he? That regrip just come a tiny bit too late from Manu. But again, we said about it, massively underrated this kid. Now he's a Kiwi international. So they got two gun premier young centres in the competition. A very good spine. <laughs> Tedesco now the Australian fullback. And off yeah, the scrum. Deserved. Off the scrum play one Melbourne again. Can't even get that right. Set play and the ball's out the back. Vunavalo has to clean it up, come centre field. and They kill your momentum. They get a penalty for offside, but it's differential. Vunavalo's running. I don't know what Vunavalo's doing. Yeah, trying to take a quick tap, but to no avail. And this is this is the one part of the game I thought, regardless of the score, that the Roosters just would have eaten Melbourne up. They just love defending their line. And again, they gave zero. 54 54-03, 54-04. Nelson dragged back by three players, Cronk. dominated. Tries to walk off the mark. Orbison, man, defensively last night, where? That's just junk. Like, 
line is up compared to Melbourne. We talked about it all night. Their line speed, they're up. Melbourne can't go around them. You need to shift on the back of a quick play of the ball, and they just haven't had one. Well, we saw it before when they shifted and then they dropped back under. Like they were getting up so hard on the edge. The one or two times they dropped back, they found love in the middle. But again, here we see them with no options. Once they need to pass the ball there. Yeah. If they score in the corner, that, I don't think that Nelson, Asafa Solomona, little nah. bump on Cronk matters. They say, Shit look, it's, line, it's yeah, I get Lazy. it. But they'd say it's incidental or whatever. It hasn't impacted the play they score in the corner. It's just another moment as to why, again, you see Craig Bellamy hook him in the first half instead of just, you know, just it's the little things that kill you in big games. And he needed a cut yeah, back if, in. He, if they score on the outside, do you reckon they'd just allow that? I still don't probably, know. Yeah, they probably would have. But he's... Particularly he's, with, the, with the fact that he sent it up. He's no got try. to commit there and get through. And he's kind of half-assed it. And, and that's, where he wanted to, yeah, that's where he wanted Cronk to have to make a tackle. Because yeah. Munster could have cut it back under there and uh, had a one-on-one with Cronk. But again, like you said, never run a genuine line. He hasn't run a genuine line. He's half-assed yeah. it. He's found a body and it's cost him another try. Yeah. So this small window, again, that we talk about where Melbourne generally bank these opportunities or build pressure, they didn't. And this is just... He hasn't got through the line. Vunavalu playing for the man, being dumb. He drops one in the first half, Nelson. Now he comes up with another poor play by not running a genuine line. But in that set, like how many times did Brodie Croft touch the ball? Not many. He just wasn't dominant enough for me last night. Grab the ball by the horns and take some pressure off Slater and Smith. And what are we just saying? They've defended their line for three sets. Yeah. And now they're back out, and I'm sure this set will probably be another 50, 60 metre one. And it was as much inept attack than what yeah. it was good defence. And play two, like Ferguson again, good width, gets three defenders in, finds his front. They're already almost back up to halfway. Lou's got good late feet. He's, he's gone. I remember that stat, I think we said it when he first came in, he was a good footballer, but I think for the first two years he didn't make an error that's in the NRL. Team. Like That's incredible. Especially the contact you take as a forward and a bloke who's got a pass and an offload. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're already in Melbourne's half play four, off the back of defending three sets. And Manu, a couple of passes, Orbison first of all, then Manu. Now they've gone all the way back across the field and they've got numbers <laughs> here. Oh man. It all just came together for him last night, didn't it? Yeah. And then two pay lock. There's numbers there for Melbourne, but still. Play five. How many meters is that? Seventy? Yeah, sixty six meters again. Like the, the sets are just ridiculous. And on the money, Manu almost bloody gets a result here. They yeah. clean him up. But where are we turning the football over? You know? Five out and Billy. Well Smith again, a heads-up play. No one with him. And this one, this set here was good, but they had no one pushing. No. I think there's another dummy half run here, which is quality. Scott's oh, a tip, sorry, yeah. yeah. Strong one carry. Out, but, yeah. but they're almost up to halfway off a seven-tackle set. That's no, not a seven tackle. It was a zero tackle though. So it oh, counted. sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just showed a nice replay of that Madison flick ball. That was nice. He's going to the Tigers next year. That's a good boy. Yeah, he is a good boy. Just another quality footballer from a quality club. Him and Momorowski, they'll both be handy to the top 30 of the Tigers. Is there a top eight side next year, the Tigers? Have to go college. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be hard to see who falls out of the top eight, but again, we've got a long time in between them with injuries and other things. So. Well, I think the Warriors will fall out if Isaac Luke. Goes shoulder Rico. He's yeah, but he's no, not he signed, signed today. Oh, he signed, with signed the for one year. So they reckon Jeez, he, they thought he was signed sealed at Newcastle. He, he, he took a third of the money and took one year. They reckon a third of the money. A third of the money he initially signed for because he he come on close to seven hundred thousand or something apparently. 
Newcastle offered more money. But Even here, pass the ball. Oh, monster. Oh, my God. And Jerry Manu, another great play. So, has he got a broken leg here? Like Already, apparently. Apparently, it happened with like... Yeah, there you go, there. I reckon that's where he did it then. He's already hurting. But you're right, Munster again. Option for a pass after a pretty good set off that seven tackle set, and he chooses to run himself here with a three on two. Oh, it's a four on two. He all he has to do is hit Stimson. Stimson gets to tip or run, and yeah. Manu comes up with a grab at the arm and pulls the ball out. And that's another huge play. And Munster's not just goes massive play, even worse than it already was. And off the back of it, the first kind of set they've controlled them and. Uh, field position. It's an ugly kick from Curie. Yeah, it's the only real dodgy set of the game for him, isn't it? Yeah, well, but they got the, out of there. They got to a kick. Yeah, so that, that's the best. You take that over an error. That's the best position they've got. And then Vunavalu ruins it, carrying it like a, a dickhead again. And then he Hulk Hogan's it when he stands up there. He does the Macho Man Randy Savage. 58-25, 58-26, The poor read Fox. A bit, um, read a bit too much of his own press, I think, Vunavalu. He's had a bad year. And I... Said it before. Fox has improved. Corabidi never went off the boil, but the money for Union was too much. I get the feeling that next year, we didn't sign Vunavali for long, and I get the feeling they did that on purpose, but I get the feeling he's going to be another guy who takes big money elsewhere or goes to rugby. Yeah, fine. He'll be another one. I'll um, roll another one off the production. Well, they've already got a kid up in Victoria, Thunderbolts for 20s, Junior Retuva. I think he was one of the leading try scorers. He's another Fijian kid. He's 19. That's a good play. Good ball there by Munster, but Scott, last tackle. Look at the bodies, though, again. We've kind of gone off topic there, but not not a bad set. they got better field position. they got another opportunity, but last play, good ball. They get outside with Scott. He cuts back in, but there's five roosters around the ball. There's nowhere for him to go there. He needs to get a kick in or just do something, but... And who is it? It's the angry ant. Like, for this little dominant period that Melbourne got in the game, the roosters, again, just absorb. Yeah. And out of yardage, no errors. Back five come into play here. First oh, two carries, oh. they're wingers. And then Boyd Corner takes another tough carry. Nelson tries to treat him like a human pinata and tear him in half. He doesn't care. Jared's back on. Jared. I love Jared. Remember when we used to play Jared's the kind of bloke? Yeah. That was a good game. Victor. He's the kind of bloke doesn't pull his socks up. How good is Victor Adley going to be? So he's another one of these kids that got named in that under-20 side today for the Kangaroos. I'm, I'm going to get it up in a minute because it's stacked. I just caught one on the chin. Well, there you go. Play five penalty after Melbourne have had that little bit of control and field position in the 60-12, 60-13, 60-14. And off the back of having a little five- or ten-minute period where they've kind of had some control of the game, Brandon Smith's come in with a bit of a swinger and the pressure valve's released right there. Got to say, the Roosters won every little battle last night. Didn't they, they won everything. And Achieving yeah. the cheerleaders. Full credit to them. What about the, what the uh, Melbourne girls are wearing? They're wearing like, like nun dresses. It's cold in Melbourne. When I, when I played in Canberra, it's it was a, a bit strange. the same. Our cheerleaders were fairly heavily covered up. That was a good heads up play by Munster, but again, oh, Roosters. One on one strip, and then what do they do? They scramble, they get numbers across, and they drag them in touch. Just everything went right last night for them, didn't it? Outstanding. <laughs> I don't know what he's apologising for there. He did the right thing, I think, Munster. Yeah, little battles. They got out-coached. Yep. Out-cheerleaded. Out-played. Out-muscled. <laughs> out-cheerleaded.
just while they've got this stoppage, this junior kangaroo side, Brock, Corey Allen from the Brisbane Broncos, he already signed well in advance to, for South Sydney this year. He's going to be a good buy. He's also on the PM's 11, so the PM's side. They're, they're taking kids that have never even played first grade for that. So Corey Allen, I'm telling you, gun first grade. He's the fullback. Anari Tuala is one winger. Nick Kotrick still eligible for 20s. Wow. The centres, Zach Lomax and Gemahart Shibasaki from the Broncos. He played first grade. Yeah. Sean O'Sullivan and Jake Clifford of the under 20s halves. Poof. Like, you kidding me? Hmm. Pat Carrigan, the Brisbane Broncos, like NYC player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a gun. He played Queensland. Reese Robson, the nine, played some grade. Emre Gula, the prop from Canberra, played grade. Sean Bloor, you're probably the only one of that starting side that hasn't. Katoni Staggs, that's the back row with Radley. Wow. And then the bench, Lewis Garrity from Melbourne. Thomas Flegler, who was a gun in that uh, Queensland 20s game. Tino Fumala-Sulai from Melbourne. He's a monster. And Kyle Flanagan could have made that. Oh, there's intercept. Yep. Yeah, uh, guess right, the Fox. Yeah. Because if you guess wrong... Try time. It was Rooster's try in the right corner. His jersey's trashed. It looked a similar play to one they tried to run to Tupo in the first half, like that sweep. Yeah. Long pass, trying to get the winger coming On in. The and they did. They, they, they got exactly what they wanted. They got the look they, they wanted perfectly. Just a pass. Now, I have an issue with this. I thought this was a, this was a penalty try. I thought he came in with the knees. It was late. It wasn't needed. Did it hurt him? Not no, really, but, but he it was didn't dumb. Need to. Um, and the fact that they said that his knees hit the ground first Man. is ridiculous. The problem here is he doesn't. He's need clearly to do it. slid in with the knees and hit him in yeah. the in the ribs. And again, so to me, that's a clear penalty try or eight point try, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's not needed. No. Um, like he doesn't need to go down. He could have ran, swerved away. He could have jumped over him. He doesn't need to go near him. He's that was the only one last night I thought where Melbourne got got a stiff call. I thought that was a real. Or a real yeah. stiff call. And again, we're not complaining because it doesn't save him. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. But yeah, that was one I thought. It was more the explanation. Yeah. To say, well, his knee hit the well, ground first. The ground okay, ground. so what? It, it's only intentional if your knee hits him. Why, hits why, you, why do you need to drop in the vicinity of exactly. him? You don't need to. And I will say this for as much as he copped it last night coming out of yards, he tried his ass off. Oh, he was, he was fantastic. He busted his ass. Like, it, look at the size of him. There's nothing of him. And he proved his point in origin. They all said before origin, you can't pick him. And it was there. Like, he yeah. was looking for that same He adjusted play. too, then. He's he did. done really well to adjust. To the ball in the air. But he, like, he's one of the ones I felt bad for because he genuinely was one of the only guys that gave every yeah, bit of his. That's poor. Yeah, look at the adjustment, bang. Gets into that gap, sees the pass. I was watching. Up. Um, I watched this back end with my wife last night. I was saying to her, if the, if the Roosters just kicked him behind there. Ado Carl was oh, so far up. And you look at this moment, and we go back to Munster, and we go back to the pool line by Nelson, and we go back to go, the Vunavalu play. And now I'm starting to get angry because I didn't really take this into account last night. But we're looking at these opportunities. Oh, they've kicked there, and they've had ample. Yeah, and I'm not like I said again. This is the Roosters game. They won it. They've dominated. They've owned every aspect. But like any kind of football side, and we saw it week one against South. South dominated Melbourne. Melbourne won the game Yeah, because Melbourne took their opportunities. <clears throat> but there was opportunities in this game, even though the Roosters were so dominant and they took none of them. And no. it's, it's very un-Melbourne-like. And composure from certain players. Like just Nelson run a genuine line. Vunavalu get the football. And I'm sure when they do review, there'll be some... Cameron uh, Munster pass the ball twice. Oh, there'll be some harsh truths in the review because, again, I, I probably didn't take as much of this in last night because when you're watching at the stadium, but on replay now, I'm I'm probably a bit filthy, to be honest. More filthy than what I was. They completed it at 60-odd percent, oh, 65%. Dreadful. 
You're just never, ever, 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 ever going to win big games with those sort of numbers. 63 40, 63 And here 41. I thought, well, okay, like maybe it's loosened them up a little bit, you know. But well, it needed to happen earlier. It needed to happen. And all of a sudden you think, well, if Melbourne score next... It's on. It's it's back on. So and even though I thought they did not deserve to be in the game at all. No, they opinion. didn't. Vuravalu. It's where the Roosters sort of got to learn to put a side away. I think Latrell Mitchell's goal kicking, he would have liked to have kicked one of those two from the sideline that he missed. Yeah. That which would really ice the game, would have made it a four score game. But yeah, oh, oh that's monster. That's disgusting. And just as they started again, like you said, to look yeah. like they got the try. They shoot they were, themselves in the foot. They were rolling upfield that set for the first time. Munster comes out with like a doos ray out of the hands and drops it on halfway and seven It's just, just lazy. It's poor. It's, you know, if it's if you don't have a grip on the footy, hold it, go yeah. to ground. Seven tackles set for the Roosters straight away. And again, it just it was very un Melbourne like because Melbourne earned everything and it just looked like last night they didn't want to earn the right to do anything. No. No comparison. Which just goes straight. That was a good shot. Stra- uh, against everything that that club is built on. It was just such an un Melbourne like performance. I was filthy when we left the ground last night. I, I don't care who. I didn't care who. Yeah, won. Wanted to call I was the game. filthy that, that we just got robbed of a good game. And we spoke about it before when we had the little break. I left 2016, and people thought I would have been disappointed. I told you that was my, like my. That was favorite. a great. I that love was a that grand, grand final. final. I was, was disappointed we lost, but that was a great. Bloody game. Melbourne could have scored, scored on the bell, and so um, could have the Sharks multiple yeah. times during the game. It was, it a, was great a great game. game, but this game was just shit. 15 was fantastic with yeah. Thurston. But the last two grand finals have been underwhelming. But I've said it. Like, as a Melbourne fan, you asked me my favourite grand My mate asked me last night, man, you. And I didn't write a Melbourne grand final. They won. And I'm pretty sure both minor, minor premiers now have won two years in a row, haven't they? Melbourne were minor premiers last year. Roosters were minor premiers this year. Yeah. Both won. Which doesn't often happen. Sometimes the minor premiership, we go through streaks where, you know, it's four or five years where a minor premier doesn't win the comp. Yeah. And off that set in good ball... The kick wasn't great. Tupo's wrapped up, but again, play. And that's something where Chambers needed to do more of that last night. His carries were good out of yardage. Yeah, he's usually really good for him in that regard, but he was it's just quiet his defensive and... confidence he's got to really work on. And and you know what? I think we're we're uh, underrating the impact that Vunavalu's poor decisions are having on Chambers as well. He probably doesn't trust a lot of the decisions that Vunavalu's going to make on his outside as well. So he's rushing in, and he probably also doesn't uh, trust Croft either. So. That's having a big impact on what he's doing. And speaking of Croft, that was one of his only better finishes. That was a good kick. Night. He found grass, yeah. but that was a common theme. So pre-season, that's got to be a big point of emphasis for Croft and Munster. If they're the halves moving forward, the kicking game's got to get better between those two. Yeah. But straight away, play two, they're up to the 40. Melbourne barely got to the 40 for that whole set there. Oh. Joey Manu... I still can't believe. Yeah, you know, and you would talk about coaching. Like you're going to give Robinson raps, but you know Robinson really cocked up that preliminary last year against the Cowboys. He didn't play Manu, and yeah, well, we said it all year. You can't have back rowers playing yeah, in the centers Orbison the whole year. It's going to be the other him. one, Madison playing in the centers, yeah, and it cost him. It's just, but you know, and took his licks, goes away, gets better. And he just, he just, he out coached Bellamy last night. Well, we said it the preseason. This preseason's huge for those two centers, Latrell and Manu, because they're definitely good attacking players, but they need to work on their D. Yeah. And they both went and did that. And now look at They've probably got the two best young centers in the comp. This was a strange one. I, I don't know what they're calling for you. No, they're, they're saying that Latrell touched Vunavalo and he went really, really close. But Vuni, you just got to catch the ball. Like, your eyes should be for the ball, not the yeah. Roosters player. He's made an error. It looked like he might have just touched him on the face, 
But it shouldn't have been enough to put him off and make him drop it. On the night, I thought I was saying it came off someone's head. I was like, what are you talking about? No, he's saying he, 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 he hit me in the head. Which he might have. He might have just brushed him, but... Again, though... You're still going to catch a ball. You look, you're in desperation mode by that point. And that's another error again, inside 20. Yeah. So... They're back um, there too. Well, Vunavalo was ordinary. Yeah. Slater and Adekar were fantastic. I was just about to say they're back through with Paul, but that, that's not right. No. 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 6806, 
They did a real good job. Radley. Just under 10 minutes to go. Victor Radley. What a year he's had. 20-year-old kid. By this stage, we were we were out of there. We had seen enough, my friend. That was three-score game of 10 to go. From what you'd say, and they weren't going to be... Uh, they'd be an absolute miracle. We were in the P1 car park. And perfect set finish again. Luke Keery. Get it inside 20. Kick it in. Kick it out. Chew up the clock. Nine minutes to go. Well, I don't think we're going to have to say much once this game finishes. It's self-explanatory. The Melbourne Storm, just own worst enemy. Outcoached, outplayed. Uh, Roosters, deserved winners. Luke oh, Keery, clear, clear yeah, Clive Churchill. There was medals. no debate about it. And all the bullshit that people say, oh, this, that, and the other. Look at Cooper Carrot, like we said. Zero runs, zero metres gained, zero errors, but nine tackles. And those nine tackles weren't one-on-ones. And I'll say it again. For Aaron Blunt, go, I can't believe they didn't get at him. You can't just go after someone for the sake of going after him. You need to be in a good position to get to edges and play at halves. Like, you can't just scoot, carry, scoot, carry, and try and get to him when you can't even get a quick play the ball. Yeah. Like, they just didn't have any control of this game or get themselves into positions to be able to get after him, really. And the Roosters here at the back end, I think. The Storm left. had a nice scrum play there pulled up because of a penalty. Yeah. And we, there was a lot of penalties at the back end. I don't end know here. why they didn't um, play advantage there. Mm. Well, we heard the whistle as we were leaving. There was lots of intentional penalties on the way Is out. Is that where Nelson did something to his ankle? No. No. For the Roosters, like, who cares at this point? They can give as many Ooh. penalty ways as they want. And they defend their line still anyway. We heard a stat last night. Um, most most penalties. penalties in, what, 25 years? But again, we yeah. talk about stats like you were saying before. You don't read a lot into them because yeah. there's five or six intentional penalties late here. Yeah, that didn't mean anything. No, they're just giving them away because they don't want to let them score. The yeah. game's over, but they refuse to let the scoreboard run up or let let it seem as though Melbourne yeah. were in the game, which they weren't. <coughs> well, at this point in time, if they scored, it's still game on. I know it's a three-score game, but... Melbourne trying to get something going here, but again, this wall... Good scramble there by the trail. Makes another They're trying effort. to get some things going, but it's all sideways. Like, yeah, and again, the push. Sideways. What do they call it here? Caught a rake. Oh, I thought that was a drop, to be honest, by Kenny. Yeah, so did I. That's kind of a 50-50, and he takes the quick tap, but they defend their line from more memory here and concede a couple of penalties, but they love doing it. We've said it all year. They just thrive on goal line D. Short to Finucane, gets his nose through. And a lost ruck like this, this is the ones they just lay in. And there it is, all of a sudden again. We're not giving you the quick play of the ball. We're not giving you the points. Go back. And what was interesting, Jared Sutton tried to warn... The Roosters there didn't stop it, which oh. would have meant that the next penalty would have been a sim binning. <clears throat> which I think was poor refereeing in this regard. Yeah, well, Bill Harrigan on the way home <clears throat> said that he gave him a six and a half, seven because he felt he didn't control, didn't affect the result, but he thought he didn't separate him enough. Well, live at the game, I was saying to you all night that it's not 10, it's nine. And Scott back on the scramble. This is, this is a, there's a penalty here, I'm pretty sure. And again, like you said, no matter how much they offload or wherever the ball goes, there's Roosters' bodies everywhere. They just refuse to give them yeah, anything. for the leg pull. Yeah. So that would have meant that Victor Radley, if he actually warned him originally at Should the last penalty, he would have gone to the sim bin. Um, and look, I think Sutton would have loved to. He sort of... And the Roosters came in and started arguing, which is a good stalling tactic. Oh, it's outstanding. And again, they've just defended... Four penalties in a row, and then there's not for me. That's that Victor Radley there should have been Simbin. I don't know, these two are co captains as well, but you can't be copping double barrels. No, 
but it comes back to Sutton's inability to warn the Roosters, probably because Melbourne wanted to get on with it at the last penalty. You gotta love this mentality though that they've got the Roosters. I love it. Like we we will not give you anything for free. Yeah, you will earn everything. We will get penalised. We'll play. They got simbined more than anyone during the year. You brought yeah, that other stat up, but they defend really? during those periods. I don't. I think they scored sometimes or didn't concede. There was ten sin binnings from uh, yeah. the Roosters all year and four for Melbourne, but and it turned are. out that um, we had Munster sin bin twice, a Melbourne player. They're that confident though in their defence. They will. They've conceded sin bins defending. They're oh, Manu right. just buckled Scott. And there you go again. They just dominated him. Four or five sets and everything about what we've just seen. And Munster running in here. Dumb. Yeah, I don't think it was needed from Jared. It wasn't needed. I know, but... That's the Roosters. That's Jared. That's That's who they they are. I I love it. Again, I'm a Storm fan, but I'm not not complaining. They they owned us. And they've just owned them there. Early ball. Manu bashes him. Scott... Bang. Ferguson here realistically doesn't Notice need to come there, in. Like Manu, little thing, gets that's, his studs in yeah. the ground. That's soon as he hits the ground, studs in. And then I love that. Jared just lets him know. You want to play on? Stands over him. Plays over. And again, that, that sums up the Roosters as a team. Yeah. Defend for four or five. Give away penalties. Just tell you, you are not getting anything for free. Create an error, celebrate it, get in your face, frustrate. Now look at Jared in the scrum. Scott and He's got a handful of his shorts. He's just aggravating him. Jared, what do you, you got no right to be in the front row, bro. Oh, I love this. I love it. There will be no bias from me ever. I just love rugby league and I love everything about the Roosters forward pack. I love, yeah, competitiveness. They have beaten them in all aspects of the game. And again, here at the back end, the mental side of it, they have just broken them. Yeah. And they're letting them know that they're not going home with the trophy. And look who it is, Boyd Corner. Hard carry out of yardage, four or five blokes line up to whack him, bounces off two. Two on him, can't get him to the floor. Smiling. Jared, copping his medicine again, rolls out of two or three. 75, 75.01, 75.02. This is the little bit we missed at the back end, obviously not much, but just waiting to get the trophy. Yeah. Months the storm, they needed this earlier. Is this the Manu moment with the kick coming up? Yeah, well, it's. I think there's about two or three minutes when that happens. It's it's down on Melbourne's line. It's just a dumb, dumb play. Yeah. Vuni, oh, one of the first times tonight he's kind of run aggressively back up the middle and he's copped medicine from everyone. Friend, Radley, and Jared. There's probably not three worse blokes you could have picked out to run at. Plenty of angry ants in the rooster side. Thought Felice, uh, again, limited opportunities in the game, but defensively, uh, he whacked a few blokes, but on the night, like, you know, there wasn't a whole lot for Melbourne that went right off. Not a, lot, not a whole lot of blokes that stood out. I think, like I said, I'll give raps to Addo Carr for his effort all night, even though he got controlled fairly well. I think Billy did all he could in his last game. But there's not, not many anyone else. Like Third it's, tackle, you're doing that. You're out of ideas. Yeah. I can't sing the praises of many other people. I thought Brandon Smith's stint off the bench was good, but all around, I thought Melbourne were poor. They were disgusting. There's not many guys I can even give a tick of approval to, but yeah, there's two or three guys I thought tried really hard. <coughs> Another poor set end. The Roosters is going to the motions here. Oh. Finucane. Well, I guess there's one I probably forgot. Finucane tried hard, but... Fergo, another run on that busted leg. That's amazing. 
Will Chambers comes up, missed tackle. Even Corden is struggling. What do you got? 76-55, Last play, they're just literally holding on now, aren't they? And why not? Oh. Look at the line speed, even at this time of the game. Yeah, kick chase lines. Good speed. kick. Full line, and poor old Ado Car gets whacked <laughs> again. They get an error here as well. I think Scott drops it. Ado Car's down now. Yeah, there's an error. Yeah. Tokyo on the football. And this is where this is your kick. Monster, that's dumb. There's a swinging arm in that. It must be this one. Yeah, it is this one. Swinging arm on the first play. Manu beats him, then he jumps in with the shit. And then yeah, kicks. That's, oh, that's just dumb. To me, that's a that's send off. That's dumb. It's a kick. Any today, you got charged with contrary conduct, not a, not yeah, a kick. Yeah, I'm surprised that didn't boil over. I know they were at the win the comp, but I'd be filthy. Oh yeah, someone kick a player on the ground, right, defenceless. It's, it's that was. I know he didn't kick him hard. No, nah, it's just dumb though. That's dumb, and I, I'm a mate, fan again as a Melbourne hard. fan. But what are that's you doing? that sums up everything. But that's just stupid. He kicked him hard enough, and he deserved to be sinned in. That's that's. The I'm low. surprised Joey Munro didn't get up and put one on his chin. I love their team response though. They all come in together. They let him know. Yeah, they got numbers around. And rightfully so. You've carried For me, on. That's a, if that's not a send-off and we're talking about protecting players, and I don't, I don't know what is. And Smith sort of like smirked up here and thought, well, are you serious? Yeah, well, I get I, it. I think it's more just in the moment, but... He said, because Smith goes, what's wrong with it? He said, well, I didn't like it. And they, they look a bit perplexed in Melbourne. I think, it's, like, I think it's just frustration. should be a send-off. For Smith. But See you later, mate. He knows. Look at him. He knows. And he should get four weeks for that. So he's been given contrary conduct. He gets a fourteen hundred dollar fine, and he's off. He gets to play for Australia. That's to me. And Cooper Cronk, after a brave effort, I don't hear the outrage out of that decision. What for people? Well, that that you know the same response last week. Like, imagine if if Munster had done that in the preliminary final. Imagine the hoo ha that'd be about it. Oh, leading to this week. Huge. Imagine if they got a fourteen hundred dollar fine and was able to play. Massive. People would be blowing up. Cooper Cronk, like we said, he didn't have a massive effect on the game, but it was a brave effort. It was. No doubt about it. And they said today it's an injury commonly seen in people that have been involved in car accidents. Yeah, he shattered his scapula. And so. they've needled him throughout the week, and they needled him before the game and at halftime. Huge effort. But I, like I said, call me cruel or not, I don't really think he contributed to the win. People say presence and this and that. Oh, I think he did. He pushed him around. Now, I, like I said, my only thing I'm dirty about today, and don't take it as Melbourne hate or bias, I just feel like it's bullshit. There's been a lot today about him, and there hasn't been enough about Kiri. Mm. Kiri won the Clive Churchill. Clearly, dominant was dominant in this game. He owned the kicking. He got him around the park. He set a couple of tries up. He defended well. And even at the start of the week, and I said it on the podcast, I couldn't believe the media being offended by his comments when they said, "Oh, yeah. are you devastated that Cooper's not playing?" He's like, "Honestly, I don't care because regardless, I'm preparing for a I'm game. Gonna go I'm going to win the game." And yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. And people carried on like, "Oh, that's a bit rude." Why is he going to worry about him or care about him? If he's worrying about him, then he's not thinking about his job. Yeah. And he more than did his job. He won them this game. Like, everyone was outstanding. It was a team effort. But, like, to hear Joey John say he doesn't have a kicking game and all these, like, people just say, you know, there's a lot of stuff. But, like, it, Luke Keery was exceptional. Yeah. This was his result. His forward pack laid the platform. His outside backs did an outstanding job, but he iced every opportunity. And I know they paid Cooper Cott the big bucks to get the job done. And full credit to him, he got him up to this point. But his year as a whole, 
I still think they got more out of Kiri and Tedesco and a few other guys. And Manu obviously lifted a level. The Troll lifted a level. The Ford pack came together at the right time. And defensively, as a team, they're outstanding. I don't think there's any surprise but I'm just they were more, able to go the extra level yeah, with Kronk. But I'm just more, de- like I said today, I'm, there's a lot of praise man throwing at Kronk and full credit to him. It's super brave, one of the bravest efforts. But in the scheme of this game... I'd in terms of the game, there was Kieran not enough was the credit best player given. on the field by a country mile. Yeah, but even them as a team, defensively throughout this final series, like there's not enough being said about the Roosters yeah. as a whole. That's my frustration. Right, you don't control that meeting. So, don't worry about it. No, I know. But for Kiri in particular, oh, I think, yeah. And they've taken the penalty goal off the back of that and 30 seconds left here. I don't know what's going on. Friends, take <coughs> The Roosters want to finish with the ball. Yeah, I don't blame them. Melbourne did it last year as well. Yeah. Glasby, Ferguson, 20 seconds to go. Robinson, Cronk on the bench, nice moment there. Yeah. And uh, they had an interview tonight. They had like exclusive camera footage inside the shed and his speech after to the group, which was really good. And here was, we that go. On, was that on 360? No, it was on Channel 9. Okay. Friend here and Smith finished with the ball, much like Melbourne did last year against the Cowboys. Yeah. All right, we're done. And that's that's massive. What a year. Yeah. What a year. Thoroughly what deserved. Dominant. Um, again, disappointed with the standard of the game. Yeah, game just because we wanted it, we wanted a gun contest. We didn't get that. We got Melbourne's worst on the biggest stage, but it, part of that brought on by the Roosters. The Roosters just belted them into submission. There's nothing more positive I could say about the Roosters as a whole. Seventeen, and I know I said it again. My probably biggest gripe today, like I know there's been a lot of praise for Christ, that's fine, but as a team, um, they're exceptional. Their defensive effort throughout the finals, and that's the reason I tipped them. Week one, they saved themselves against. The Sharks with some try-saving efforts, particularly that Luke Lewis one with the Terrell Mitchell, a couple of cover tackles. Then to go against South, the best attacking team in the comp, and defend gluts of possession, four, three, five sets a couple of times. Give them nothing but two penalty goals. And then you're going in against Melbourne, who are so used to going to this big stage. You basically play with 12 men and... Like what? Do you, what else can I say? They were better in all aspects. They yeah. dominated in yardage. Their back five was incredible. Their edges were great. Defensively, they won every aspect of the game. They murdered Melbourne in set starts. They killed the last tackle options. They covered the ball. There was only one or two footballs they didn't get on the full. The first half, they didn't have one seven tackle set or set finish. They gave away. They pinned Melbourne constantly inside their own ten. Um, bench was great. Everybody contributed. Everyone did a job like this. I could go on in many, many aspects, but they were just relentless, ruthless, and thoroughly deserving premiers. Too good. And for Melbourne, um, I go back to what I said at the start. I didn't think they'd be in the grand final. I said if they would have lost week one, I thought they would have went bang, bang out the back door. It's an amazing effort this year, considering what they've lost, the origin toll, and having a couple of halfbacks to get to this point. But the best side in the comp, Pre-season was them or the Cowboys, but we all spoke about the Roosters and the Cowboys. Yeah. So realistically, uh, the Cowboys, yeah, they fell off the end of the planet, but you can't really be surprised with who our eventual premier is. No. That side, especially when you've added Tedesco and Cronk to what they already had. It took them a while to figure it out, but full Two credit to them. Two fair players to yeah. add in. It took them a while to figure it out, but full credit to them. And the other thing was the elevation. We challenged Trent Robinson to get those young centers in, put some faith in them, work on their defense, and Latrell Mitchell now is the premier center in football. And the only reason you haven't heard more about Joey Manu 
is because of the team he plays in and because there's a lot of praise on the trail. But they've now got an Australian centre on one side of the field and a Kiwi international on the other side of the field. They've got one of the best young players in Victor Radley. Tedesco is now the the Australian fullback. Jake Friend found his form when it mattered most. Rhea Hargrove stepped up to the plate. Tokiaho, Liu, Tedovano, like <sighs> Madison. There's not a player. And then Luke Keary on the biggest stage of all again. Doesn't get as much credit as all these other guys. Goes about his business. I love his confidence. I love the way he carries himself. And he was the standout. Yeah. Um, right. Done. There you go. One more show. One more. Uh, either later on this week or next week for everybody out there. It will be our award show and our review. So we'll review all 16 clubs. Uh, you know, look at our back on some of our predictions and bets we made at the start of the year, how they panned out. I think we were pretty good this year. I think we both picked six out of eight as yeah. far as the top eight. And uh, obviously everyone basically got the premier wrong. But people that picked Roosters or Cowboys. My best bet of the year was Roosters top to make, make the grand final. I think I had Melbourne top four again or something like that. So I was right. Yeah. But yeah, we'll have to go back and have a look at that. Overs, unders, I reckon, would be the one that went really bad this year. Yeah. Be because it was so balanced in a lot of teams. I think me and you were very different as well on our overs, unders. We were. But I think this year, because it was so we jammed together, I think it would have been a bad year, to be honest. But mm. well, um, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll do it. We'll, we'll have to see what we get. But yeah. And then I said it this week, I'll be putting up posts for our fans. We want your team of the year as well. So yeah. you'll be nominating more than just one ringer, but we'll do positions. We'll see what you guys come up with. We'll do ours, our awards, and we'll get through those uh, reviews possibly uh, this weekend or end of this week. Yeah. And then we're done for the year. Yeah. Uh, 2018, any Roosters supporters out there? Congratulations. Absolutely outstanding. Quality team. Uh, and moving in again to next year. Don't make too many predictions, but Madison and Ferguson out of that 15, gone. Uh, and they've got a couple of good kids coming through, a couple of good players coming over. The big question every time you move into the next season is what we just talked about before, being hungry or players drive or their commitment. Their pay. And that's something we, we don't know. That's too far away. Yeah. But if they come back with that 15 and uh, get a little bit more out of a couple of these young blokes, there's no doubt about it. They're, they've got enough quality. They're going to be a top four side again if they meet their potential again next year. You'd think so. Yeah. So. You'd think so. They're going to be hard to beat again next year. For Melbourne, I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't want to take too much away from our prediction, but if they don't sort out this situation or whatever they've got going on with Smith, I would go as far to say that next year they'll miss the eight. No, not if Smith's there. That's what I mean. Smith, but if, if Smith doesn't sort this situation out... Well, what's he going to do? Retire now? Or, not retire now. I don't no. know. I don't know what they're fighting over. I think it's no. not money. I think it's years. I yeah. think they want to give him one year at a time. I think he wants multiple. But if Slater goes out the door and Smith goes, and I think I don't know if that affects what happens with Munster either, but if they were to both disappear suddenly and they come back into next year with that young spine, why well, I think they're good players, <coughs> I think that would be too much of an ask and that they'd be in grave danger of being, you know, bottom end of the eight, borderline out of the eight next year. Mm. If Smith stays, I still don't I don't know if they're a top four side next year. I think they're definitely a top eight side. But uh, I think that was their last legitimate chance and I didn't think they'd get it. But I dare say now that is the end of the Melbourne Storm dominant era and playing in grand finals. And what an era it's been. Billy Slater, um, his last appearance, and obviously Ryan Hoffman we spoke about, didn't get to play, but uh, it was a hell of a retiring class. But for me in particular, Billy Slater, uh, what a career. Whether you like the bloke or not or you hate Melbourne, you've got to respect what he's done in the football field. Uh, there you go. We're done, Boxhead. Done. Back later on the week, uh, those awards and season reviews. But for now, enjoy your week. And enjoy your rugby league. Well, there's no rugby league. Yep, that's it.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 